Stereotype of lesbians, of course, is like the, hi, my wife and I make our own water. You know, like the kind of like, <laughs> just, just sort of, this is the first time any of you have met a gay person. They parents have a dance studio, bro. You think they do? No, that's what they did growing up. Faggot. But I mean, <laughs> Yes! We've been yes! trying to tell I mean, <laughs> girl. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Flagrant 2. Um, it's your boy, Schultze. I'm here at Akash Singh, Alex Media, Mark Gagnon. The Truffle's not here, but we have a special guest. Mm. A very, very special guest. Yeah. Uh, hilarious comedian. Amazing artist. Best kept secret in the comedy world. Yep. The art is incredible. And by far, the most immaculate body in comedy. Also, you, operatic singer, before we get to how oh, that's hot right, he is. That's right, that's right, that's right. But I want to get right to how yeah, hot yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because we, a couple of weeks ago, we came back from uh, Akash's wedding, and Akash has one of the most stunning cousins you've ever seen in your entire right. life. Like, right. he was so handsome that it was actually you. uncomfortable. Does he have the same yeah. eye color? Yeah. It's really? better. It's yeah. better. He, Akash thinks they look similar. They don't look even close. Yeah, yeah. Okay? <laughs> it's not even fucking not close. close Do you have a photo? Okay? We're going to show you the photo. Yeah, yeah, we're going to, okay, yeah. but what I'm saying is, you're, you're shitting on him. We're here with Mateo Lane, everybody. Hey! hey. hey. Mateo Lane, <laughs> best body in comedy. I know you're not going to go to his Instagram right now, at Mateo Lane, and check out the best body in comedy. Um, Yo, Mateo. Honestly, Mateo is what you think you look like. Son, <laughs> son, can, can we talk wow. about this? Remember when I had a mustache? I'll never forget it. Okay, I had a mustache for like, what, a month? It was a little longer, longer than a month, longer, but there, right. was, there was, you did have a mustache. And it Don't was, play it down. You had a mustache. It was, longer? It was a little yeah. like an Instagram filter mustache. Like, <laughs> Until like, you had a girl you loved enough to shave it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what got my fiance. Really? The stash. Wow. Really? She loved the stash, but go on, go on. No, I liked Ugh. it. First, I was, I would, look, I don't, when people were like giving you shit about it, I was like, what do I think about my mustache? Like, they I, were we have a very similar it. look. We have a similar look, but I didn't think about it. And the second I got the mustache, I'm getting tagged in every one of Mateo's <laughs> pictures, right? Stop. Every, I was. I was. That's and funny. that's when I really yeah, discovered. The neck go. Bro, bro, bro. You know what I'm packing down here, dog? You don't know what I got, okay? Mustache in good shape. Listen, I'm okay. I'm doing fine better than these guys. And I'm better than these guys. Listen, you better than this guy. I don't know about these I'm better than these guys. It's 10% body fat, Torio. It's under 10%. If y'all want to stay on the tour, you got to get under 10%. All right, all right, okay? All right. This is serious, bro. It's America. No, we're not. <laughs> so I start getting tagged in your pictures, right? Yeah. And I didn't realize you were stacked, bro. Mm. <laughs> I didn't realize it because I'd never looked at the Instagram before. We've known each other for years. Mm -hmm. And then I go to Instagram, and it is like, it's a problem, bro. Yeah, I know. It's a problem. Yeah. I've, I've, I've pulled it up on a flight, mm -hmm. middle seat. <laughs> And the first picture, Instagram just pops up, and there's just two dudes looking at me, just lusting <laughs> over your shirtless pics. The bigger problem here is you're in a middle seat. Why wouldn't you yeah, take an outfit? I, no, I was trying to be humble, guys. I was in yeah, first class. Yeah, I was just trying to be humble. You were Delta mean? first class, getting your people. meal. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I feel really bad about that. Nah, you were the um, meal. <laughs> That's it. I'm talking about Mateo. my little snack box. That's true. Okay, um, so Mateo, is it okay that we're objectifying you like this? I don't care. Yeah, it's fine. Nice. I'll take anything. I'm desperate. Okay. <laughs> Are you on roids? Uh, no, I'm not. I actually talked to my sis my sister is an IFBB pro, an international fitness bodybuilder. Like her whole life is that world. Okay. And of course, I'm very um, insecure. So I was like, what? 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 Because it, it seems to me like every single gay man. Not every, but like there's a lot that are just doing steroids, like it's nothing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 
um, what if I did steroids? And she's like, it does this, it does that. You have to hormone replacement, but it also changes your voice. And you need the voice. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I wish I said because of health reasons or I'm not like vain. But, <laughs> <laughs> just the but, voice? Yeah. The Have you voice. heard this guy sing? sing? And I do, oh. you know, so I was like, yeah, it would be really dumb if I did three months of steroids to look good at Mykonos for one Instagram pic and then ruined years of my voice. Like, I just not worth it to me so yeah right now i'm not just a lot of eating i'm not i'm not that big i'm just sort of tall. No, you're like, cut, dude. Big, bro. i'm you're not cut. can <laughs> i can i ask you a question do you sure. fluff do you fluff before the pictures <laughs> what do you mean oh like do push-ups no no no, no. you know what i mean <laughs> we don't. oh oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean no. No. i should have known that over top bad boy i'm just italian no need natural fluff so you never like so you'll do push-ups so you'll have like maybe veins and shit going for your arms sometimes but sometimes it's just lighting my friend right. sam who's a really good photographer it's honestly it's just lighting i don't okay. like the humility yeah I don't, like it. I don't like it i'm looking at you buddy this lighting ain't that great <laughs> it's pretty this is this is very bright very kathy lee and regis philbin in the early <laughs> night like it's very bright <laughs> al yeah Kathy Lee. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mateo, uh, we have you here. Yeah. Um, one of the things that like uh, comments I'll often get like on on Instagram, right? Like especially if I'm doing like a, you know some stand up or even on YouTube, they'll be like, "How does this guy know these like nuanced things about these specific cultures that he should know about?" Like mm -hmm. as a white guy, I'm not supposed to know anything about the world, you know? Right. And I think one of the reasons is like when there's somebody who who knows about like a niche culture. I really start to ask questions. Some of them are stupid. Some of them are, might be good questions, but I I need to know, and I'm very curious. Sure. Okay. I I cannot understand for the life of me why gay dudes are like so fucking, you know, well put together. The outfit, the fucking body. There's like imagine this immense pressure. Like whatever women talk about, like the oh, pressure yeah. that they have to be, the standards they have to keep. Right. Like. Is it even crazier for gay dudes, right? Sure. Maybe I mean, we don't have to compete, but you know sure, what I'm saying. Sure, sure, yeah. And then, and then lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not trying to trash, but it, it, it's like Post Malone. Like they're, they're just trying to be Post Malone. Post Malone. So, so, and I and I don't understand the thing, right? Because when when women are straight, they're pushing each other. Who can be skinnier? Who can? Seems be... like the problem is men. Yes. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, I think so. So we keep women beautiful? Uh, I think I, <laughs> or people beautiful? I feel well, I feel like first of all, there's like there's many different sets of lesbians, right? Okay, so break like it, break the, it down, the, break it down. The stereotype of lesbians, of course, is like the hi, my wife and I make our own water. You know, like the kind <laughs> of like, just just sort of like you know what we're talking about, like <laughs> Am I wrong? Like Home Deep, like you know, like the stereotype water. of a lesbian. Like I'm gonna water. get shit done, you know. Artisanal lesbian water. They are well, lesbians. You know, they go to bed and gays are just waking up. It's 4 p.m. It's just like I. Here's the thing too, like gays and lesbians don't really change no matter where we go. I was I was just in Italy and okay. there was um there's one there's one gay bar in Rome and they're you know they're not very open about being gay in Italy. Yeah. And but of course this one's called Coming Out and it's Dude, next really? to the Coliseum. It's the yeah. gayest culture in America in oh. the world. I feel like. 
like, what, well, what's gay? funny? The Italians? Italians? Yeah. They the look straight gay. straight dudes in Italy just be acting the gay. No, they, dude, they sexually harass the women like crazy. Like, uh, it's another But level. I look like I'm crushing pussy yeah. in Italy. Like, that's a yes. problem. <laughs> yes, you fit in No straight. one believes, ma dove la tua ragazza? I'm like, oh, no, I'm gay. Gay. You know, like, yes, gay. I'm homosexual. You know, like Romans. Um, But I saw there was, there, we had a gay bar, and and there, there was a bubble machine they put outside this bar. And that I will get them in. The, the, right? Oh, <laughs> like by the way, Italians, tacky. So um, these gays are trying to figure it out. By the way, the gay voice doesn't change in any language. With really? a gay accent in every language. So and it's the same gay accent. Certo, ma dai, ma perché non parliamo così dai? Yeah, it's every uh, Spanish to every accent. Hilarious. There's a gay That's- <laughs> There's a gay That's accent. So I want to. I, I want. I'm really curious about that. But finish this story. Oh, okay. so they're, they're trying to figure out this bubble machine is not working, and they're basically just mincing around this bubble machine, and nothing was happening. And then, literally, like 15 minutes later, a lesbian with a ladder came out, fixed it. <laughs> they celebrated, and I was like, "This is so like we just don't. We're not. We're no different. Like any language culture, like <laughs> gays are the exact same." So, but anyways, lesbians. No, that's. I think that's a huge stereotype. But there's t- like there's like, you know. There's so many hot lesbian couples, and who, it's who, uh, who, who? Sydney Washington is the hottest lesbian on the face of the who's planet. Who's her girl? She's oh my god, she's such a funny comedian. Do you know Sydney Washington? Oh yes, 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 super, yes, yes, super funny comedian, yeah, super she's funny, and she's like every time she facetimes me, she j- I'm like, are you Mariah Carey? Like yeah, she's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, gorgeous yeah, with yeah, gorgeous yeah. hair. So I think it's just like an old stereotype. So that's an old trope. But also too, there's not many le- like lesbian bars. That there's one up the block. There's one of the block yeah, here. Yeah, and they're pulling up in Harleys and shit. Like they're like leaning in big to the stereotype. <laughs> Carl's <laughs> Jr. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the bar. That's the bar. It's like a burger. Very, um, very yeah. <laughs> yeah, they love a fast food spot, dude. Harleys. <laughs> all the, of the our, McDonald's all of our cups are. Oh, oh my god, it closed down. I know, but that was like home. That was like Shredder's Lair for lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like that was like the watering hole. It was Shredder's Lair. Shredder's Lair. That's true. It did feel like a ninety. That that was. Did you see that video? of that guy with the crowbar there oh and like he was fighting yeah there was like girls yelling and then he like he was an employee and he walked in the back and got a crowbar and just beat them and i was like yeah that's just a tuesday at that mcdonald's yeah. like yeah, yeah, no big what deal. is it about it's that like, mcdonald's it's like a nice neighborhood like bro. trendy it's too many drunk people it's just oh, everybody gets drunk and yeah. then you're drunk at three in the morning you're gonna go to mcdonald's and it's just the most trash human beings and it's close McDonald's. to like an like old historic gay neighborhood, right? Sure, the West Village. Yeah, Stonewall. But is that like is that almost like um like Times Square for gay neighborhoods now? Like is it almost <laughs> like, like 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 you know what I mean? Like just way less of a budget. Yeah, yeah you know. But like if a gay guy was like, let's go out on a date, like over on Christopher Street, you'd be like, oh, that's adorable. Should we go to Applebee's? Like yeah. <laughs> Are you I, new to this? Yeah. <laughs> this guy just came out. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't. It was so funny as I don't go out anymore. Like really? I don't. No, I just do shows and play Fortnite. That's it. I'm like so not a, like the typical fag. Like I, I he and, dropped it. I, <laughs> he dropped it. I finally don't get it. Don't blur him out. <laughs> yeah. God. But no, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I know I look a certain way, but I'm really just like at home listening to Sarah Vaughn playing Call of Duty or, you know, I'm not very like going out. And okay. Break down the gay voice to us. Sure. The history that, of it. Like what is, you know, oh, I is think this a choice? It started with that magic mirror in Snow White. I think. Um, <laughs> 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 
think that's where it started. I told you. First of all, that, I told you I'm in for it today, bro. That is the gayest character of all. First of all, that was my entire existence in Can high school. You know how like we look at like black people, and we're like, are they just more athletic? Are gay people just funnier? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that like? Let me explain why gay people are. So my friend Nick, who's a complete monster of a human being, and I, he has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. But <laughs> he, during the begin, I hope you get this reference. If you don't get it, you're all straight. But bear with me. So okay. in the beginning of the, this is the kind of person he is, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, we were talking about like customer service when you're yeah. dealing with like the, the automated message and so. So I said, when you finally get to a, a person, be nice to them yeah. because they've been dealing with such assholes all day and he goes oh not me i go straight for the jugular <laughs> i was like what do you say he goes well this woman from verizon after 40 minutes of waiting she picks up this is sally from verizon how can i help you i said sally you're gonna have to get your manager because i can already tell you're not gonna be able to help me how to create a homophobe <laughs> Yeah, he's not a good advertisement for us. Like, the Trevor Project's not getting him on this. But, you know, but I will say, when when I when the pandemic hit, I was worried about it. Because he has no life skills. He can't yeah. do anything. He can't cook. He can't clean. He can't... Nothing. Yeah, he had yeah. no life skills. So I was yeah. worried, and I said, Nick, you know, you're going to have to go grocery shopping because they're closing everything down. And he goes, well, I don't grocery shop. And I said, okay, let's make a list. We'll start with breakfast. What yeah. do you have for breakfast every day? He goes... Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. I said, well, they're closing Dunkin' Donuts. So you're going to have to make your own iced coffee. He goes, I'm not Laura Ingalls Wilder. She's from Little House on the Prairie. And that's the reference. That's the reference. Which, by the way, in a gay room, kills. Guys were straight. It's brutal. What if Wallace started crying laughing? What does it tell us, Wallace? There's a bit I'm working out right now that does not get a laugh with straight people. Go, go, go. Because I went to Spain and Barcelona three weeks ago, and I went to do this whole rendezvous with my ex. We were going to like sort of have this, see if we can work out. Blah, blah blah this and that we hadn't seen each other in yeah. two years so we planned this Can whole we see thing a picture this guy like yeah i'll send you well no because he doesn't want to be talked to uh, uh, i'll show you privately uh, he, i just want to know what you're dealing with you know oh, he's, i, mean? I want to yeah. know what you're taking down he's railing me so um <laughs> i mean he's so hot so wow boy wow oh, boy he's hot wow boy oh but sometimes I talk about gay sex on stage and straight people get uncomfortable. I'm like, what do you think gay people are doing having sex? Holding hands, watching friends? Like, yeah, no, it's yeah. brutal. I Every think they, day I think they do think that. It's, it's brutal. After it's three brutal. weeks, they are. But, you know, the first three weeks. But uh, but anyway, so when I, when I... They're just dudes, bro. At the end of the day, it's like dudes are going to be dudes. Oh, monsters. Like three so, weeks of crazy sex and then they're like... Right. Why am I fucking this thing? <laughs> Meanwhile, lesbians meet lesbians meet in passing, and they're like, "I'll marry you." Yeah. So <laughs> that is a true stereotype. But um, anyway, so I, we, he lives in Barcelona. Yeah. So I had a flight that went from New York to Paris first, <clears throat> and then from Paris <laughs> to Barcelona. I don't like this Italian so, shade. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed by this. <laughs> so I call him when I get to Paris as a layover, and not seen him in two years. And I said hi. I said, you know, I'm coming to Barcelona, and I'll see you in two hours. He goes, Amore, I have COVID. And no. I was like, but I douched. <laughs> 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 <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. 
goodness. Oh, my like goodness. That. I like that. Oh that's some Al shit. That is some Al shit. 90s Mateo. 90s Mateo, I don't know how we got from gay voice to here, yeah. but I'm glad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> to me, it's parallel. I'm like, it's the same. But you yeah, I swapped. I would look. I was so pit. Look, the- <laughs> what are you gonna do here, man? Come on. It's a COVID test. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So I was pissed. Okay. Audiences don't get. By the way, audiences don't get that. I tell I, that are, joke. Are the kids and too young to know what douching is. Well, gays do, but like when I'm on the road, the audience get. But the, the like the seller, they're just. Yeah, they're I like think- 19 year old white kids. They're like, what's douching? Yeah. Douching is how women used to clean their pussies back. In well, the in the 80s, they had those commercials that was like they're all trying to disguise any kind of naturalness of the vagina. They're like, make it smell like lavender. I'm like, yeah. that's not natural. Like, yeah, 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 that's they, okay though. They had a, <laughs> lavender is cool. They had yeah. a douching commercial in the 80s. It was a mom and a woman walking on the beach, and, she, and this is literally the commercial. She goes, "Mom, I have a question. Yes, honey, do you douche?" And no. I was like, "Uh huh." And I was like, "I don't think any mothers had that conversation with their daughter. <laughs> Definitely not. No, no, in that way too. Yeah, that'd be a little <laughs> on wild. a beach in Connecticut. Okay, yeah. so you're douching it up." Douched, already douched, had a clean asshole on the plane, which honestly, I don't know, none of you seem like you've had clean assholes before, but yeah, I mean, life. I have a bidet, I have a bidet, half a no, roll no. of toilet That's paper balled up, inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in my asshole right now, guaranteed. What's your asshole? <laughs> I have half a roll of toilet paper balled up in my asshole right yeah, now. Yeah, his is the most atrocious of all time. Yeah, I, I feel like straight men just don't know what's happening back No, I just there. have so no, much no. hair in my ass, and then like when I wipe, it gets like shredded and... It, it's awful. When have I wipe, you, it's like a it's like a cheese grater. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what the toilet paper looks like. Blue cheese. Yeah. Have you ever thought of like just trimming to make that process, which you do daily? I just easier? started trimming my pubes. Just now? Well, no, I've been using uh, <laughs> Manscaped. No, I do use Manscaped. No, Manscaped it's great. Is great. No, my balls great. don't get cut. But not my, but not my hair. Nothing's happening to my hair. I feel like you should try it and report back to me. I had it waxed once. That's horrible. It, it was great. Why? It felt really good. Why is I, that bad? Because it, it feels so, so painful to wax your ass. You I didn't feel it. Felt good. You, <laughs> are, you are super no. duper. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. How is? Wait, what? What's painful? Like I'm sure you, you've had way more you, painful things with your ass. Like there's, there's no way a waxing well, is going to be. Well, it depends on the guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you might be a natural bottom. I yeah. think I might be. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I might you're not. be. None of you. None of you really. Well, did you this, smell? But I mean, <laughs> did you smell? <laughs> 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 this. I'm sorry, just you know, it, you look great. I, <laughs> see, we've been telling him this for years, and he says it's not yeah, true. No, I I ca- no, I love you. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, okay, wait. Two natural bottoms, they don't fit. Here, so here's yeah. my question, because a stereotype about gays is that like it's it's down anytime, right? You're mm-hmm. a David Barton gym, it's fucking down, mm-hmm. right? If you're at the library, what's going down? Going down in terms the of library. Sex. Uh-huh. Who knows? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But um. Gas but stations, you're dignified yeah. gays. You know, gas stations. Sure. D- d- dignified gays don't exist, but go on. <laughs> it's just in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just straight people's portrayal Idea of gays. Of right, gays right, right. Okay. Making gay sex, like lighting a candle. No, no, it's rough. <laughs> but it's great. So my question is, it's like, isn't there some preparation for this? That's why I don't understand the, se- the, the stereotype. It's not like you're just throwing dick in ass. Like, I've put dick in an ass before. Mm-hmm. That's not easy. Mm-hmm. It takes time. It takes fucking lube. Like you said, like you might want to douche before it happens. So this idea that you just see somebody at a bar and you're like, you want to go to the bathroom and do it. Does that really happen? Or is that like just a gross stereotype? I mean, I guess it just depends on your state of mind going out. Like if you think you're probably going to get fucked, you probably want to douche beforehand. And, uh, and douching doesn't take hours. I mean, it can be pretty quick. Is there like a rapid douche? 
Yeah, like a neti pot. They have like a drive-through. Um, <laughs> and sometimes I see like guys assholes in porn. And I'm like, did they get hire a firehouse to clean out that asshole? Like, I mean, sometimes it's just too pristine. If it's too pristine, I said what I said. I like how he's sitting there locked in. Get that like you've never seen anal. I'm just hearing this off at the first time. Like, okay, let's go. This is the first time. Any of you have met a gay person? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. My parents are getting into it. My parents are a dance studio, bro. They they do? No, that's what they did growing up. Faggot. But I... (laughs) Yes! We may try to tell it. Girl. Take that, Akash! (laughs) Take that! Akash! Okay? (laughs) More gay points for me today. (laughs) All right? Um, Look at you drinking your water. I got a waifu. Do you know what a waifu is? Is it then like a, like drink this much water in a day kind of thing? No, no. It's like uh, what is a waifu again? Where's the where's Shifty? It's some like gaming thing. Like it's like a Japanese oh. anime chick. That she seems hot. Yeah. yeah no, know. it's like lonely guys that will buy like uh, they'll fall in love with like these anime characters. Wait, oh yeah, yeah. And then You're they'll a buy gamer, like they'll dude, buy you know pillows. I don't. I'm such a bad game. I mean, I'm I'm not like I can barely understand technology. Like on Twitch, I just. I, what did you just bring? Are you douching? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a CBD pipe. We're gonna get lit here, buddy. We're gonna, it's the freeze pipe. We're gonna get some smoke, some CBD. If you got weed, we'll do that, and we'll get fucked up and I'm have a good time. Call. I gotta go to the gym after this, buddy. Okay. Um, so, so gay voice. So, yeah. One thing I was always curious about gay voice mm-hmm. is, like, my voice is obviously influenced by the people I'm around, mm-hmm. right? And people think that I'm faking it at times. They'll be like, oh, you, you, you sound black, or oh, you sound Italian, or all these, but when I grew up, I grew up around black people. I grew up around like, you know, Irish, Italian people. So like, it affected the way that I spoke. Sure. But at a certain point, it's a choice. When I was in Spain, I didn't speak with like a New York accent. Right. I spoke Spanish with a Spanish accent, or at right. least as close as I could get. So how much of the quote unquote gay voice is a choice, and how much of it is just like natural, because these are the people I'm around. Like when Madonna was was with Guy Ritchie and then she started speaking with English. British. Yeah. Let me put it this way. In my mind, I sound like, yeah. Like in my mind, <laughs> I sound like Gaston. I sound like, <laughs> it's true. Liberal. Like I sound <laughs> so manly. And then I hear my voice and I'm like, well, I was, um, I missed the mark. <laughs> but I think that's the thing too, is like, I just, we, I, I, most gay people you talk to, we just don't know. We just think we sound, until you hear yourself. And, and, I, I don't. I don't know if I have. But an do you answer think it's a you. genetic thing, or do you think it's a it's a choice? <laughs> well, it's not a choice when you're seven. You know what I mean? Like you just are, don't know what you're doing. So I don't think I really realized I sounded like a complete homosexual until I was in what? middle school. What is it? Are you born that way, or is it? Let's get to the fucking bottom of this. No, I know you're born gay. Well, actually, do you think you're born gay? Yeah, hundred percent. Of course. Now, do you think any people are like diddled into bi? <laughs> like, like, Diddle, you know what I mean? Like, like they had like some fucked up sexual experiences when they're young, and it kind of warps their idea of what sexuality is. No, I think the same way. Like, I would okay, like <laughs> diddled into bi, not diddled into a full gay, but diddled into bi. Where well, like, are you trying to convert? Matter. Is that what it is? Say what? Are you trying to convert? I'm you'd... fucking ready, dude. I'll start slapping my man pussy right now. Don't, your don't man, but your pussy, <laughs> my pussy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made it of age. It's not a boy pussy, bro. I, it's man. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just think it's the same way. It's like, you know, when did you know you were straight? That's the, that's the thing that... Okay. 
this is a whole different conversation, but like that's the thing, <laughs> understanding identity. You know, like there's so much conversation about like gender and stuff with identity. And I'm like, when do you know what you are? And how do you know what you are? Like, when, when did you know you were straight? When, uh, honestly, guys, I'm going to interrupt myself speaking to tell you guys about something incredibly important, and that's the infamous tour. Damn right, Charlotte. We're coming to you next, okay? Then we're getting it cracking. Dallas, Houston, Tucson. We got some amazing shows we added at Cities, okay? LA, we got four shows. I think those are pretty much all sold out. We added another San Francisco show. We added a Vegas show. We added another show at the Chicago Theater. I mean, that is absolutely legendary. Go check out these dates, theandrewschultz.com. We are coming to your city, guaranteed. So go check out the full list of dates. Get those tickets early. I cannot stress this enough. Do not wait because we are not going to add more. Okay, go now, theandrewschultz.com. Go check those out. I'm telling you, we'll be there soon. We got Philadelphia that we're going to come to. Very excited. We had another one in Washington, D.C. as well. That San Francisco show, I mean... It's going to be fun in Florida. We're coming back down there in Jacksonville. Shit, Fargo, we're coming to you in Boston for New Year's Eve. Very excited. TheAndrewShows.com. Get all those tickets. Cannot wait to be out there in these fucking theaters, man. It's going to be absolutely crazy. Akash Singh, tell them what you got going on, man. Yo, I am coming to Naples, Florida. We back, baby. Off the Hook Comedy Club, August 5th through 8th. Get your ass out there then, September 23rd through 25th. I am at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, back in Texas. October 8th and 9th, I am at D.C. in the Comedy Loft. October 15th, Toronto, I'm finally coming up there. Y'all better buy these fucking tickets. Grand Girard Theater, we fought with them, got the link live earlier than they wanted to. But I know that shit is going to sell out, so come through. Uh, November 5th, Atlanta Red Clay Comedy Festival. And November 11th through 13th, I'm in Indianapolis at Helium. Also... Something we started doing at the end of the last show of the night, I bring the other comics on stage and we do like a pick question and answer, have fun, fuck around thing. And we've been streaming that on Twitch. Tried it for the first time in Baltimore. It was super fun. So twitch.tv slash Akash Singh Comedy if you want to check that out. Alex. Oh, it's dope. So guys, also, if you're in the tri-state area looking for a dope studio to film your podcast or you're looking for a place to do a photo shoot at, head over to WTFMediaStudios.com. Uh, we also give advice, consults for how to get your shit started. Head over to WTFMediaStudios.com. And Drew, this show is brought to you by? This show is brought to you by Keeps. Some of y'all going bald when you don't have to, and that breaks my goddamn heart. That's right. You do not have to go bald. That shit is a choice now. And I made the choice over a decade ago. I'm not going to lose this hair. I saw some of my hair going. I was like, I got to get on top of this shit. I am not to be a baldy out here. My ears stick out way too much for me to do that. So I had to make a difference. And keeps is that difference. Okay? This is very simple. This is the stuff that stops you from going bald. It even brings back some hair. For me, it brought back some hair. But you can't stop that shit in its tracks. So if you even feel it going away, get on that shit now. Okay? Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair is convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months you don't even have to leave your home to keep your hair but now that you have hair you will want to leave your home it's low cost treatment starts at just ten dollars per month and keeps offers generic versions it's discreet packaging and proven results keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors prevention is key remember treatments can take up to four to six months to see results so get on it fast you want to get on the keeps you go to k-e-e-p-s.com slash flagrant to receive your first month free 
Okay, that's your first month of treatment free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash flagrant to get your first month free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash flagrant. Now let's get back to the show. Like, when, when did you know you were straight? When, honestly, preschool. <laughs> what happened? These girls would kiss me on the cheek, bro, and I was like, this is lit. Ooh. And I would go to school, and I was like, if, if she kissed me on the cheek, then I would feel really good, and it would be really fun. And it'd be awesome. But at the same time, at that age, I just wanted to grow up and live with my boys in one big house together. <laughs> and, which is also the gayest thing. <laughs> that doesn't go away until you're about 30. Yeah, yeah that is kind of true. I mean, I just told them, I was like, what if we all lived in Italy for a month <laughs> together in a big villa? <laughs> I mean, great. I'll call Diane Lane and we'll recreate Under the Tuscan Sun, which is an awful movie. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just, just uh, I wish I had a better answer for you. And I want to keep things funny. But, I mean, it, it does come down to, like, well, I, I didn't see gay people when I grew up. so And you couldn't talk about it. Yes. And you couldn't ask people about it. So you kind of just internalize everything. And it, it really fucks you up. So I think now, you know, we're seeing this surgence of people who are really young coming out as non-binary or gay or, or trans. And I think straight people are viewing that as, like, this is too much. And this is, and it's like, no, we just finally have people can finally see themselves at a young age yes. and and can relate to that which i i had c3po i mean i had like nothing <laughs> i had like that was it i had i, know I had jafar i had jafar these are gay icons you're that's the gay people i saw on tv always some kind of first of all he's gay right and i i've done this as a bit because like he got gayer in each star wars movie like the first one, he's very subtle. He's just like, oh my. But then, like, <laughs> by Return of the Jedi, at one point, he's literally like, oh, day alone. I'm like, <laughs> and R2 D2 is a lesbian. She's a full blown lesbian. Why? Why She's is that? smart. People need her, and she came with a tool belt. Also, <laughs> Like most lesbians, she gets shit done. When the Millennium Falcon breaks down, they're not calling 3PO. They're like, R2, get in here. 3 just acts like me. She got the ladder at the nightclub. Yes, she did. <laughs> she did. Yes, that is right. But then, you know, Jafar, who's like very gay. Nah, Jafar gay, I see it. Is yeah. Jafar gay? 100%. Man was Prince pretty. Prince Abubu, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scar, <laughs> Ursula. Um, Ursula's lesbian? Uh, drag. Oh. She was based after a real drag queen named Divine, who I, was very. I've heard of Divine. Of course, she yeah, was very popular in the eighties. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, so this is okay. Keep going on this because then I want to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race because you said the most interesting thing about Drag Race I've ever heard. Oh, what did I say? You were like, it's the first time a a, a gay show was made for gay people. Yes, I would say you know, it's the, like it wasn't trying to like create this idea of homosexuality for straight people right queer yeah. eye or something yeah queer eyes like yeah, exactly like what is queer eye uh, um it's a it's a television series yeah. uh, <laughs> you gotta be polite and, and they're offering me a role and so. i wish are you kidding? i would be so horrible on that show though because they're so nice and they want to like be together and are work they nice? together they are i've met i've met a lot of them the and first part of the show though this fucks with me they just go through the guy's stuff and just shit on all of it they just bully this guy who would wear such a thing? Yeah. But that's the role for gay people in television for like the last 50 years. Yeah. Is well, but yeah, and also too, like the first iteration of the show was the first time you saw gay people in living rooms that weren't like, you know, Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Like it was like <laughs> something, because people, that, you know what I mean? It was like something nice, kind of. Yeah. Even though we were like. Middle the, America's like, where's the bruises? Right. I right. don't even recognize <laughs> these guys. But we were a little like Captain Planet of gays. Like at that, you know, remember Captain Planet? They had yeah. like all their ring, like Earth, Fire, yeah. they were like 
purse, you know. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it, but it was good. I love cars. Like I, that was a it was a great show. But then you know, as time moved on, it's like I think they've adapted the show so that it's not just like you know queer people walking in being like this sucks. But it does yeah. feel like we've done. Gay people have done everything for you people. And yeah. it's like, it's yeah, enough yeah. already. We've done your weddings, your hair, your makeup, yeah, your yeah. movies. And we're, you know, we show up in the middle of Indiana and this lady's like, my husband can't put his pants on. I'm like, yeah. why is that our problem? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you had years to know how to do this. Like, you figure it out. That yeah. show should be five gay men on an island smoking, being like, we hate you. Like, that should be the show. <laughs> but. Yeah, but you said Drag Race. Oh, so Drag Race. Well, you remember where we were? We were, we were leaving some gig or something like that, and like you were breaking down Drag Race to me, and you're yeah. just like, "Yeah, we love it." And I'm like, "I'm like, why? Why is this any different?" And you're like, "We're finally not explaining what it is to be gay to right. straight people. Right? We're just being ourselves, super nuanced, like niche jokes that only we get, and they don't care if nobody else gets it. Right? And the coolest thing about it is, it's and again, I, you know, don't let me speak for you here, but like. It, it is authentic, and because it's authentic, the world gravitates to yeah. it by not trying to appease everybody, right. by just going, this is who we are. All of a sudden, that like voyeurism kicks in. Like My fiance loves it. Her friends love it. Yeah. And it, I think there's something in us, which is like when you actually get to see people being themselves, enjoying themselves, laughing, you want to know what, what's so fun. Right. Like, what's happening? Well, it also, I think it demystifies, even for gay people. I mean, you have to, when I came out, back in my day, when I came out, uh, I was I was 19, and we I didn't even know really what a drag queen was. I mean, I knew who RuPaul was because of the Brady Bunch movie, which is still, do you guys remember that movie? No. Yeah, oh, vaguely. Such a good, there's such a great scene where, where Jan's talking to RuPaul, who was the school counselor. Yeah. And, Ru, you know, she's whatever, and then RuPaul at the end, she's like, Jan, come back when you're pregnant. I mean, it's a very... Good movie, but I I remember the first time seeing my first drag queen because I had not been exposed to it, it wasn't on TV, nothing. Yeah. I didn't know what to make of it. I also was at that time I was coming out of this idea of like you know femininity being feminine was bad, and I had to sort of like reject anything that made me look gay or this or that, you know. And that slowly melts away the more you come to terms with who you are and what that is and why that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And so the show, when it first started, it was just on Logo and it was low budget and it was just a bunch of drag queens, kind of like a mix of of uh, Project Runway and yeah, America's yeah. Got Talent. And it's evolved into something that has meant so much more to a lot of people. So now it's like very popular with white girls and yes. um, <laughs> who take over everything. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about that too. Are people having that. fun? We now own it. So, um, <laughs> but no, it's should be something that you know should be enjoyed by everybody but uh yeah that show really helped me like melt away my own internalized homophobia and even, even the way i tell jokes is different you know i think i really? used to yeah i used to be when i first started doing comedy i'm my only there's i've never seen a gay comedian on television with a, like an hour special ever yes it just hasn't existed yes, so yes, i had yes. nowhere to look yeah and so i went to kathy griffin and joan rivers and margaret cho yeah. they were the ones that were speaking closest to me and you know i love kathy griffin and i love joan rivers but they've said a lot of disparaging things about women and other celebrities and so that was my idea when i started doing comedy oh, i was very I have to shit on misogynist yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, make yeah. fun of how people look i mean yeah. it's not humor i partake in anymore really yeah. i also i'm a better writer like it's uh, yeah. as you evolve but um Hopefully we start seeing more gay comics of all varieties so that other people can see us. That's an interesting thing, though. Like, uh, you, you've often seen the fan bases for 
gay celebs be majority female. Right. Right? And then the fan base is for female, uh, like, comedians be majority gay. Correct. Can you explain that phenomenon? I think it probably has to do with the fact. I'm sorry if this got so serious. No, um, no, we get serious here, oh, we and then okay. we'll get we'll sorry. get flagrant. If you in a want, I can bit. talk this about douching again. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. We want you to be serious, man. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. think a lot of it probably has to. This is also my experience. I hate now that nowadays everyone has to take on everyone else's experience. Yeah, and yeah, like, we it's get like, it. It's your experience. It's my experience. Relax. So, um, <laughs> I think maybe part of that has to do with the fact. Look. Be like I the idea if you're 19 and watching this, you have no concept really of what it was like in the 1980s, 70s, 60s, 50s. When you were gay, like in the 1960s, for example, when bars were raided by cops, it was illegal to be gay. Mm. And not only were they raided, but they took your ID and they posted it on the front of the New York Times. So you were fired immediately, whatever your job occupation Uh. was. So I, it just took a really long time for people for this idea of effeminate men, which is not typical to all gay men or queer people, but that was the stereotype, to sort of be accepted in entertainment. Mm. And I think um, I think we gay men saw themselves in these extravagant women, the, the Liza Minnelli's, the Barbara Streisand's, the uh, the women that were out of the mold, so to speak, and made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was no example of like who they were. So the closest right. example of who they wanted to be was Maleficent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was a, was a horned cunt. We were like, God, yeah. I love her. Like that is, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, because you're gonna gravitate to who you see yourself as, and because yeah. they weren't basically allowed to exist, the women ended up being that role. And that's Kinda. where like, who was the woman who? Um, uh, somewhere over the rainbow. Oh my god, you are such a monster. Judy, Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Have some respect, bro. Have some respect. A woman Yo, from somewhere bad, over the rainbow. Somewhere. Son, the only time he's ever been mad at me. Rainbow. What did I do? What did I say? You, we were at a show having a great time. Yeah, you said, said Judy Garland. And I look at him. I'm like, who is that? And he's like. Oh gosh, are you fucking so kidding sorry. me? He was, he was so <laughs> mad. He's like, you don't fucking know Judy Garland. But you I was do, like, bro. I don't. I never do. saw that movie. I never yeah. saw the Mary Wizard Poppins. Oh, I saw that. Then boom. See, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you don't know and you no, know. I know her from The Wizard of Oz, of course. Yeah. Right. She Wait, was the Wicked I Witch of the was... West. Oh, yeah, she you. got crushed by a house. Yeah. Yeah. Take up that chair. Yeah, what? And throw it out <laughs> I thought, <laughs> Son of a bitch. Until you Who said that, I thought on? Judy Garland was Julie Andrews. Until just now. Uh, that's an acceptable answer from a straight person <laughs> okay. in right. this dress. Was I think that. In this dress. Yes. It is acceptable because Julie Andrews is also a gay icon. Not as big of a gay icon is why is Judy, Judy Garland why well it was the and why did you let her drink herself to her death she didn't she was forced <laughs> she she was at 11 years old forced on diet pills no. and yes 11 she got into MGM and her mother you know beat the living shit out of her uh forced her to do because you know she said you were too fat so they yeah. put her on diet pills and sleeping pills because they she's made 11 who's feeding her just don't feed her MGM oh, they MGM were and they had a woman who followed her to control what she was yeah, eating so yeah. she would give her a pill to wake up to be on set and then she would say well i'm too awake we'll take these sleeping pills to go to sleep at 11 so by the time she was like 27 she was in a a mental institution she never really fully recovered but she was super talented but i think the the sort of downtrod is she gonna make it she's gonna pull through you know uh that kind of story is very fits with gays and so we we just we wanted her to win so badly you know (laughs) and when she died the next day the stonewall riots happened 
oh shit. The so gays were pissed. Was that it? Oh. Was it like you were furious about that and you transitioned it? I think into that's like a <laughs> rumor. I don't know if there's any truth to it, but I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Mm. Like if Beyonce broke her nail, this city would burn down to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there right now. Okay, so wow, I didn't realize that's what it was. So mm. now, are there any are there any gay icons that are supported by gay men that are not in drag? I think Lil Nas X is great. I, I wanted to ask yeah. you about Lil Nas X. I love X. him. Like, what is I think the relationship? he's great. I just love someone who just doesn't give a shit and yeah. doesn't placate to what he thinks other people. I mean, he's doing, you know, people who think there's no more homophobia, just go to his Twitter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. Um, even people like Todrick Hall, but Todrick goes back and forth in drag, but he's a, such a great songwriter and such a performer and yeah i mean there's there's lots and even with gay comics like yeah i mean i think of my favorites which are like joel kim booster or solomon giorgio or julio torres or tim dylan yeah. or like there's so many alex english like there's so many talented gay comics yeah. i just i'm it's really a cool moment right now to watch yeah it's it's kind of interesting because like <clears throat> we were talking about this a little bit the other day when we were on the phone but but um as as there became this like a uh, push to diversity for diversity, I feel like they almost use homosexuality as like a smokescreen to get straight people more roles. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Well, like this happened with me. That's I don't so know funny. if I ever told you this, but like I did this sitcom, right? Or it was like a more of a dramedy. And two weeks before it started, they, I get a call from Paul Reiser, and he goes, "Hey, buddy, we got to make your character gay." So I played a gay guy. And that's guy. when you grow out the mustache. Was, yes. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, what do gays look like? I saw Mateo's Instagram. I was like, what do gays look like? Hmm, Mateo, got it. Tank top mustache, done. Done. Check what does off. gay look like? The only one I know. But what would happen was like, uh, all these like closeted roles would come out. And this is when it was hard to cast like a, not hard to cast, obviously there's going to be tons of them, but like casting like the straight white guy as the sidekick. Of sure. course, the straight white guy's the lead, but now the sidekick can't be straight white anymore. We have to have diversity. So it's a black guy. It's an Asian dude, whatever. But if they wanted a white guy to be the sidekick, his, his like a B line, B storyline was he's actually a closeted gay. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I would get all these auditions from my agents. He's a closeted gay. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> right. It was really weird. And I talked to my agent. And I was like, C -c -c do you guys think I'm gay? Like, wh wh why are you keep on giving me like all these roles? And they're like, oh no, these are just the ones that come in that you fit. And I'm like, holy mm -hmm. shit. They're using gayness as like fake diversity to just keep on getting the straight white guys the roles. I could never do a closeted audition. Can you imagine? Like, there's something I have to tell you. Like, I could never in a million years. Like, I only have so many roles that I can audition for because I have gay voice. Like, I can't audition for, like, hey. Like, I can't. But you can sing opera. You can't talk straight? Yeah. How the fuck is that possible? I don't know. I speak five languages and I can't talk straight. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting because he's done impression after impression this whole time. Except you know, it's all women guy. and gay dudes. I, yeah. I mean, my best impression is Liza Minnelli, and it's like we that, won't get it. We won't know it. No, none of you <laughs> will get it. Not a single person Minnelli here. Is. But I do recommend all of you watch Liza Minnelli on the Home Shopping Network. It's four minutes. Some gay spliced together the best of it, and it is gay straight. It is 
hilarious wildly role. entertaining. Oh, she why? Is What's her thing? What's it? Who is she? Just doesn't give a fuck. She's, she's the just daughter shitless. of Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Oh, is... that's why gays love her. Yes, and she was in Cabaret, and she sort of oh. took the torch from her mother, and the gays ruined her too. But you know, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, she's she, a singer, amazing singer, amazing dancer in 1977. But um, yeah, I highly <laughs> recommend y'all watch that. And she's th- when you watch it. Right? Yes, she was in Arrested Development. Yeah, that's that's how straight people know her. She yeah. was she was in Arrested Development. Oh, Huzzah! Okay. <laughs> no, that's all we yeah. What about. are <laughs> what are some some uh, what are some things that straight people do that we don't even know that we've gotten from gay culture? Oh, everything you're wearing. <laughs> also, yeah, we never explained our outfits, so people watching are just like, do they dress up from a tent? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the answer is yes, they did. <laughs> no, we're going to Robbie's wedding. You guys know Robbie; he was one of the writers for the Netflix special. Robbie Slovic and Casey Balsham are getting married, and uh, also on so episode we're going Inside to Jokes. Yeah, absolutely, did episode of Inside Jokes together. So we're going out there to the wedding right afterwards. Um, Mateo is not invited. I'm not. <laughs> and if I was, I'd wear this. <laughs> but yeah, so what are the, some things that like we don't even realize that we've gotten from the gays? I feel like everything. But like bring it down for like okay. dudes, because a lot of times like dudes don't yeah, even realize. Yeah, because black people say the same thing, so you got to parse for us. What? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's right. a good point. Yeah. Okay. So I, the, the most obvious one uh, is... Peanut in, butter? <laughs> I think that's, that's black. black. Oh, that was black. Actually, I got mixed uh, up. Give me both. But, uh, but we did the jelly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like and we did the bread. That's perfect. Women what, contouring. Con- women con- Well, a lot with women in makeup, hair, dressing. Yeah. But contouring specifically is from like drag queens, and then that's kind of like moved its way into like Kardashians. And Kardashians then- are drag queens. They yeah. Are. They're fully. And I, by the way, the Kardashians. Yeah, I know yeah. we all talk well, shit I about them. I know one of them. Definitely. But when you watch them, they're so nice. <laughs> Oh yeah, so just do not. But I love the, like I don't watch the show, but like yeah. every time they're they're very hateable in the sense of like fuck those women. They're saying nah, the Kardashians, and then you yeah. watch me like oh, they're actually not that bad. They're so nice. Yeah, yeah they're so pleasant. I, I really kind of like them. Okay, so break it down. What are some things? Okay, um, well, uh, I hair, makeup, clothing, um, food, architecture. Uh, architecture. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, give who, me architecture. What like the, Manhattan is a city of dicks. <laughs> ah, the skyscraper. Yeah, you're yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. No, I can't. I really. I guess I don't know. Like yeah. um, music, a lot of music, a lot of popular music is. I'm sure there's a homosexual somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was talking about like things that we even do, like. You know how so often you'll see like influence. I think you brought up the best thing with like uh, black culture influencing uh, pop culture, if yeah. you will. And then yeah. some people aren't even aware of the fact that it comes from black people, right? Of course. And I think most sh- things come from black people. Most things, yes. literally, all like music. All music today is derivative. You guys of- are the closest to gay, actually. Now that you think hey, about that's it, that's a great point. Like that. Very influential. That's a great point. <laughs> Take it. That's a great yeah. point. <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> Alex is gay. <laughs> I mean, the suspenders aren't helping, but I think, you know. <laughs> no, you look great. Waist up. Waist yeah. up. No, I like with the shorts, too. It looks good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> don't, don't do this. He's, he's so like uncomfortable right now. Garden, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a black beer garden. garden. That's what it is. Like, the only sort of Hennessy. <laughs> it's like Indiana's, what, in, what people in Indiana think is fashion. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're in Indianapolis, and they're like, I'm in the big city. <laughs> and you're like, cool. all right, girl. Cool. Oh, uh, Patrice O'Neill, I love him so much. Uh, the greatest, the best. Right? Mm-hmm. The absolute greatest? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I'm curious. I'm, you brought this up before. How much do straight girls ruin gay bars? Oh. Uh, well, I mean, there's so many jokes. Um, cause, uh, Say it. Say it. You're on flavor too. Put you a disclaimer. Whatever the fuck you want. We love I don't. I, I don't think it's straight girls. I think it's a specific type of straight Just girl. Just say so it, bro. There's Just some, say it. You there, know what? Type. You go to a gay bar. Everybody's welcome. But you're only welcome if we if we're not your fucking petting zoo. The worst thing I would hate to hear <laughs> when I was 21 is you go to a gay bar, which anyone's welcome of any gender yeah. of any orientation. You are all welcome to have yeah. fun. But and um, but when you go in there and you see these bachelor parties, and the first thing they would say is like, "We just didn't want to be around any men tonight." I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know what you thought. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're like, wow, okay, wow, cool. So just like assuming gays are just sort of like a like a pet in a handbag. You know what I mean? Like just sort of their apprentice, their little their little accessory. I that that kind of attitude. Like I hate when I talk to. Anyone, not doesn't have to be a woman, but usually women. Like I'll talk and they'll be like, you know, my best gay friend. Yes. I should hook you up with him, or you're gay, you get it, or just assuming I know about fashion and things like that. Yeah. It's just it's like these sort of like tropes and stereotypes is, is kind of exhausting. Yeah, but that is not every straight woman. But there, there, I will say, white like we're all comedians here, so yeah. when we do shows, the worst audience member are drunk white women. Yeah, Awful. there is no worse <laughs> audience. <laughs> they have Awful. one yes. sip of a rosé and they're like. Tonight is about me. Yeah. Like yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. they just ruin everything. Ugh, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but they would be your biggest fans. You're yeah. just saying that sometimes they're treating you guys as if you're like a toy instead of like a human being. Sure, very a very specific white woman. So right. white women listening, if you're upset, that means it's That's you. you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you're not okay. upset, you're cool. Yeah, you get it. Mm -hmm. So so they'll go to the bar because I remember once I went to his gay bar, the boiler room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, first of all, that's this is my first time at. So you, are you no, familiar no, no. with it? I just said it's that's on. Gay. It's on. Very yeah, it's it. a. It's on West Second Avenue and like Fourth Street or something, something like that. Thank God you didn't go to the cock, dude. The cock is hilarious. Oh, the basement looks like a Renaissance painting of hell. So I have been to the cock. <laughs> you have? I went to the cock because I didn't know. I yeah, thought it was yeah, yeah. Tell what, the story. This is, is a real this story. Go. You. This is I was with my homie Shasta Rohit. Yeah. Me, him, and our other like family friend. We're all out. He's drunk and he wants to keep the night going. And he goes, he goes, he points to that thing. He goes, I got a good feeling about this place. We're going in there. <laughs> and then we were like, come on, dog. This lady's like, no, no, no. My gut is telling me to go in there. Dude. And we're like, bro, we're tired. It's like, fuck that. I know this is going to be the place for me. And then we go into the fucking gayest bar we've yeah, ever Yeah, super gay. Super. You go to the basement. The so no, I didn't go to the basement. What happened is it's right around the uh, the corner from what's now New York Comedy Club was uh -huh. Eastville Comedy Club, uh -huh. right? So we're like, all right, let's go out for a drink, right? I grew up in East Village, right? Right. So this is my neighborhood, right? I've seen this sign. The the it's the just a cop. sign. It's a red it's a, yeah, it's rooster. A rooster. Rooster, right? So I'm walking and I'm like, let's go to the rooster spot, right? And I'm like, like a hot chicken go. joint. Or Dude, I don't know what the fuck it is. It looks like a bar. It doesn't have a name. I'm and like, you know, it's they have cool. An, it has no name. They have an old Irish woman as the. Um, as the, as the door person. Yeah. Right? I don't know. We go in, and it's just fucking dudes everywhere, and they're having the time of their lives. <laughs> and so at first, when you see people being so joyous, you're like, ah, oh, it's a vibe. You know, everything's oh, good. This is cool. And I remember one of my boys goes, bro, I don't think that was a rooster. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, that was a cock. Yeah. And I just turn around, and there are dudes just like tonguing each other down, like making out, blah, 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 just going for it. Now, across the street of the block is Boiler Room. I went to, the first time I went to a gay bar was there. It was my friend's birthday. A girl wanted to go to the boiler room. So we go, we're in there. 
when I tell you the takeaway that I got from this is that in order for guys to enjoy themselves out, you just have to remove women. <laughs> it is, and it's not women's fault. It's that we're constantly we're posturing, yeah. constantly competing. There's like an aggression towards one another. Like, oh, that's a hot girl. Oh, is he talking to her? I got to try to get her from him. There's just constant, like we bump into each other. Now there's beef because there's a girl watching. Sounds like open mics. It's, literally, <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. That's it's open, a fucking yeah. open mic, bro. So it's brutal. I'm in there and I'm looking at all these guys. Dude, everybody couldn't be nicer, hanging around. Bro, I saw these guys playing pool. I've never seen pool played so gay in my entire life. Yeah. The guy has his fucking leg up on the table. While <laughs> and he's not one ball has been put in yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, that's later tonight. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> getting all the balls in later. Bro, everybody's having a time in their fucking life in this place. I'm like, wow, when you remove scarcity, because I think that's what a lot of times like dating for a straight dude is. It's like, the, you know, as, again, as like... A, a straight dude, right? Like, we're down to fuck, like, pretty much anything. And I'm sure gay guys, more or less, we're just guys at the end of it, like, mm -hmm. male sex drive. We're mm -hmm. down to fuck. Let's go. Let's make it happen, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And thank God women are there because you stop us from just fucking anything. Women right. are like, they let's have be decency. A little, yes. They have a little decorum. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's just not fuck anywhere. Exactly. But then when you remove them from the equation, no guy's going into that bar. I imagine going, I might not get laid tonight. There's it's no more like, do I want to fuck in the restroom? <laughs> right. It's <laughs> where? Right? Like, do you go out going, I might not get laid this weekend? No, I mean, the option of getting laid is always available. Always. Yeah. So I wonder if there's like this ease that kind of comes with it. And that's what allowed guys to just enjoy themselves. I could not see people happier. And maybe it was drugs. It's drugs. Okay, maybe it's just cocaine. You just need cocaine. It just hit me right now. I was like, Burning Man was pretty happy too. And I was like, Oh, Molly. Oh, yeah, drugs. That's the only white lady you need. By the way, the Renaissance painting of hell is a Lisa Traeger line that we I we talked about once. I just remembered. So That's Lisa a Traeger, comic, right? great great comic. Lisa Traeger, look her up. Super he used funny. Another comics line. Yes. He was like, I have to get uh, Well, we talked about it together because yeah. I had said that once, and she was like, That's funny. And then we talked about it again, and it worked with this bitch she right, had. Right. So that just hit me. Lisa Traeger. Very funny. Check gotcha. Her out. <laughs> uh, we're gonna cut that whole part out. Great, uh, <laughs> great, great. But um, but yeah, I don't know. There was just this like this joy to it, man. I don't. Well, that's because you're going in there as a straight guy. So there's no. There's also no competition for you. You're right. not going in there to go yeah. get laid or hook up. But I was when, on defense. I was like, yo, they ain't gonna come for me. And these motherfuckers <laughs> ignored me, boy. Yeah, yeah. Bro, ignored me. I think like, that's the fear. That didn't make you insecure. Son, yeah. I was feel I was feeling away, bro. I kept going to the bathroom. Like maybe if I'm by myself on the way to the bathroom, like, it was my boy. <laughs> Took like, your shirt I, off. Like I literally was with my other boy. I was like, oh they think that's my man. Like let me separate and see nothing. Oh bro. you dropped your pool ball. Yeah <laughs> pool ball. That's called right <laughs> what is it called? The cue ball? I think it is. Is it a pool ball? Oh, maybe. The cue ball? Yeah. Who the hell knows? But, yeah. I don't know. I go Do y'all just ignore the straights when they're in the... I don't think I noticed. I mean, I don't know. Why do straight dudes have so much anxiety like gay guys are going to try to fuck them every second? Because then they will realize how men treat women. Keep going on that. I said what I said. But keep going on it. I just think it's like men are afraid of being objectified because that's what they do to women. So they're afraid uh, of feeling uncomfortable and having to watch their... But it's a position that they've not been in before. And so when they go to a gay bar, they're afraid of... They're afraid of... Not, of not being quote unquote masculine, I suppose, which is this biggest fear of straight men. And you're so fragile about your masculinity. It's you true. can't handle it's like it's there's always a constant I have to prove I'm a man. And it's like, 
When you see a guy like that, aren't you kind of like, dude, nobody's trying to fuck you? Yeah, yeah, that's most that's of it. It's like, women. I just don't want him to fuck me. And yeah, it's like, yeah, you're yeah. a monster. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. they have one tooth, no ass. Yeah. And they, they, it's like Jabba the Hutt sliding in there, and that's, they're like, don't fuck me. It's like, that's how we feel about women who are like, everybody's trying to fuck me. We're like, nobody is. No, nah, but we are. <laughs> we are. We would. We would. Somebody would. Somebody would. Somebody would. I think straight people and gay people have. It's hard to date, but for different reasons. Go on that. Well, gay people, it's like there's too much fun, too much freedom, too much. It's like every, especially in New York, you're yeah. spitting and gay men are hit everywhere. And it's like, <laughs> I, you know, there's so many options that I think, I think fidelity and I think it's hard to, um, I don't know how long relationships really last when there's that much distraction. Yeah, it's hard yeah, to emotionally yeah, connect yeah. when it's just constant other options yeah, yeah especially in a city like this like if you're in a some like rural city in uh, indiana and it's like you and three other gay guys like right. that's who you're with you two and the priest yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every priest is gay all right guys we're gonna take a break for a second because some of y'all are too stressed out some of you got a little anxious some of you need to calm the fuck down and you know what there's a solution that you're not using yet and that is Cushy Dreams is CBD. This is the best flower in the game. That's what they fuck with. They fuck with the flower and they do it to perfection. It is honestly the best. I'm telling you, man, they got these pre-rolls. If you want to roll your own shit, they got the flower. But this is the way to do it. I mean, we've been smoking this one right here. Oh, we got to hit that maybe again. But it's really the best in the game, dude. It's the best. It tastes the best, the best smoking. And it is literally going to calm you down, relax you in a way um, that is so much healthier than if you're getting on these fucking pharmaceuticals. I mean, you get on these pharmaceuticals, you're going to end up with a fentanyl addiction, sucking dick under a highway, when you could just <laughs> smoke CBD instead, okay, and then not have to suck dicks under highways, unless that's something you and your partner are into. The point is, if you go to Cushy Dreams, that's Cushy Dreams, K-U-S-H-Y dreams.com, and you use our promo code flagrant at checkout, you're going to get 20% off your next order. That's your first order your second order your third order it will be your fourth fifth sixth after you try it once i promise you're going to be on board you smoke your cbd with the promo code flagrant and you are getting 20 percent off today go to cushydreams.com this is the way to do it we promise you there is no better in the game. Now let's get back to the show. What's the beef with the gays, dude? Can you explain? I don't that? know. I don't we've really left everyone out of our business. We've yeah. left ever like we're kind of nice and easy to get along with, I but people just it. don't like us. Yeah. Maybe it's too much snark. <laughs> I mean, you don't even see gay terrorists. There's not like on the news, like another Macy's has gone up in flames <laughs> again. Like, it's like we're just sort of like minding our own business, and people are like, get them. It's like, yeah. oh, God. All right. Yeah, you don't think terrorists are all gay? Mm, no, because they. <laughs> Joan Rivers had a joke. She's like, "There's two people that should not be stopped at the airport for terrorism: gay men and Jewish women. Gay men would be like, should I bring the bomb, or maybe I'll meet an extra guy, so I'll bring an extra sweater." If I, you know. <laughs> I love Joan, Joan Rivers. Man. I miss her. Yeah, shouts to Joan, dude. <laughs> Do you think that she's underappreciated? Absolutely. Kind of, huh? The most underrated most underappreciated comic they tried to cancel her before she died i don't remember why yeah but how you know how can you cancel how know. can you cancel a woman who was banned by nbc yeah. had a husband who committed suicide and was the only woman working in comedy for 30 years like yeah. you can't really cancel yeah. her just said everything i mean it's she said everything Everyone. and she's she's a perfect example of someone who who you can watch and say, okay, there's certain jokes I don't like or not have aged well. Yes. But these ones I do like. I, I feel like the problem with 
you know, the way we sort of view everything as, as a whole is it's yeah. like, well, have you ever seen a movie and not liked certain parts? Yeah. But as a whole, you can be like, but I see what's happening. We're just so black and white. We're very yeah. unforgiving of of the artist. Yeah. And I think there's a difference of someone really coming in with bad intentions and someone who's at the center trying to make somebody just laugh. Yes. And like yes, look yes, where yes. the con contextually where it's coming from. But yeah. people are very they they really you know, it's like arguing with a painting. Like that's what how people feel with comedians is yeah. like they don't understand the art that goes behind writing jokes and wordplay. I mean, words are our medium. That's yes. our paint. And so sometimes you put certain words together and it does create a reaction. Yeah. And that's what we're going for. We're trying to get people to laugh and we don't always view it as like the 360 sort of how does this affect everyone around me? Because we're just trying to make 24 people in a club laugh. Yeah. And I think that, you know, again, like, like if you're looking at a painting, comedy works as the way a painting does. You don't argue with the painter. The painter makes the piece and you argue amongst yourselves what you do and don't like about it. Right. But mm. and if the painter is smart or the comedian's smart, we'll listen and try and elevate that for the next time. Right. You know, comedians are supposed to, I feel, be ahead of the conversation. Sort of view, react, and be ahead. Yeah. That's so well ahead of the conversation. Yeah. Right. You know, we're not creating the conversation. Yeah. We are reacting to it. So yeah. I feel people are so I mean, you must know. I mean, come on. You're like, you go in territories that I wouldn't go in. I remember one time you did your joke about trans people on mm. stage. I wouldn't do that joke. Mm. I don't necessarily like that joke, but yeah. I don't hate you. I yeah. see where you're going. I see the intent. And yeah. instead of like lighting you up, I talked to you about it. Yeah. I said, yeah. why would you say that? How do you feel about that? You yeah. know, we had a, just a conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I guess... I don't know. People seem really upset. She's, I mean, I just thought she was so brave, and I thought she was also doing comedy from a place where it's like not every joke has to be this poignant observation on society, right? Like right. sometimes we say something to be absurd. Sometimes we say something to be offensive. Like right. if I'm making fun of a friend of mine, I'm not trying to go, here's some cultural nuance for you. I'm <laughs> right. trying to make you feel bad. Right. And then we all laugh about it, right? right? Like I remember I saw I saw her at JFL. This was years ago, and she opened up with this joke. She was like, uh, she was like, I was down in uh, Mexico a couple weeks ago. Ugly people, wow, <laughs> just hideous. I mean, seriously, they're ugly. He goes, she, she goes, they're ugly. I mean, no one's ever went to their plastic surgeon. Make me Mexican. <laughs> Bro, My God, Joan, dude, brutal. <laughs> That's but brutal. But I'm crying, and she's literally just going, "What's the craziest thing I can say?" Yeah. How will I just be crazy? Does she hate Mexicans? I don't think so. I don't. Th I mean, has she have like a history of hating Mexicans? I don't. I mean, that joke sounds not great. But uh, no, but I, <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean? I'm like, of course, it, yeah, just because yeah, yeah. you're making fun of something doesn't mean you hate or love it. You're like, what would be the most ridiculous thing to say? Right. Or was there like a little shred of truth? Right. You know, and then you just kind of. Well, I I think to your point, I think a lot of times now there's been a lot of comedians where the reaction is more of applause than laughter. So it's refreshing and, to and, see something that's not applause worthy. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I think sometimes, you know, it there is there is an argument for do we have to create look, and I, I'm someone who doesn't I'm I'm not the most PC person in the world, but I'm also um I'm aware of what I think I in my own understanding, like what is the intention of this joke? And yeah, I hear gay jokes all the time. Yeah. All the time. And I can't spend all my time getting mad about it because it's not my business. 
But best sometimes gay I, joke that you heard from a straight guy or girl. <laughs> best gay joke that I heard from a straight guy or straight girl. Not girl. Girl doesn't count. Guy. Uh, straight guy. <laughs> best gay joke. Because girls know too much about gays. Yeah. Oh, I have to think about that. Right, you have to give me a minute to, to think no, about it. I think about Joan and people like that. I feel like it's to not make fun of groups of people, you're not seeing them as equal. So yeah. if you make fun of everyone with the same energy and consistency, like if you make fun of everybody, but you spend way too much time making fun of black people, it's like, that's a little weird. Yeah. But Joan went at everyone with the same style, the same energy, the same And went at herself. Yeah. And at herself. So how can yeah. you look at that person and say it's a hateful person? That's a person that makes fun of everyone, yeah. sees everyone as equal, and you all get the same work. Also, yeah. also, we view comedy now in 30-second clips, not the hour. Yeah. So, you know, there yeah. is a kind of contract that we're signing when you go into a room. I understand what I'm about to hear is out of my control, and let that hour sort of fill it in. So contextually, when you start getting into those darker areas, areas you've already proven your worth yeah. as a human mm. and your ability to, you know, feel other humans and not, you know. I mean, yeah, we all know comics who I think do things just for the sake of doing things. Which to me isn't comedy because if anyone can say a bad word for saying a bad word, then anyone can be a comedian. You're brave, so, but you're not funny. Sure, exactly. You might be though. I, I even give pushback on that. Like Joan did that. But there was always a joke. It was ah, always you need a written punchline. Yeah. You can't your, your, saying, your, yeah. your pun punchline just can't be the N word. Correct. It can't just be hate speech. I hear what you're saying, yeah. and then you hate speech in the guise of comedy or like, yeah. oh, look at the look. I, I can. Speak freely on whatever I want. Exactly. Right. You need some sort of... And, and yeah. audiences change, and, and I think the conversation is changing about words we accept and don't accept. I mean, there's a comic, I won't say his name, but he's been around forever, and I was at the cellar right before the pandemic, and I hear him saying fag on stage, yeah. and audiences close up. And Interesting. I think that should be a sign that's like, look, this is now time for you as the comic yeah. to understand... This word isn't used that way anymore. We don't yeah. view this that way anymore. Yeah, so yeah. better yourself. Yeah. You know, you can maybe say that word if you can figure out a way to say it that's not in this context. Yeah. But just to call some guy a fag. Mm, how do you view that? Because I've had that in bits. I've had the F word in bits. But uh, how do you view like when a straight person says that word? At least let's start with comic. And then how do you view it when like you hear it when you're gaming or some shit like that? I j well, gaming. Are you everything's a faggot in gaming? Yeah. Like yeah. everyone's and, a faggot. And too, yeah. right? it's oh, just like, every what? Yeah. We, the first people to yeah. get thrown under the bus in a video game. Blacks, gays, yeah. adios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking fag. Yeah, because yeah. in Call of Duty, you can hear three seconds of them, be, like of uh, when you kill them. Yeah. Like so, all you hear is like every time you kill someone, just <laughs> faggot, fucking yeah, 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 yeah. faggot, <laughs> faggot. You know? Do you ever kill someone when they say it? And you're like, yeah, they were right. <laughs> That's the thing, too, is like I'm being bullied in high school and getting called a faggot. And as an adult, I'm like, well, they really weren't wrong. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they picked up on something, <laughs> you know. So I don't know. I don't believe in controlling people's speech. I don't mind challenging one on one yes, to a friend. You should. But I don't. I, and also, if I don't like something, I just, you know. There's so much content today. I mean, yeah. there's so much content. I can't worry myself about being angry about the small. If I'm going to get worried about a comedian saying fag, then I really have to start worrying about everything that's happening globally, yes. too. If it's yeah. just like, I can but only handle can also, so much. You can also have your personal feelings on things. Yeah, if and you like, talk to me as a friend and said, yo, this this bothered me, I'd be like, oh, bet. I would appreciate that. I'd be like, okay, that's I no probably worries. would if I felt, yeah. With you two, I'd feel comfortable no, cause, enough. Because for me, it's just like, um, if you're going to tell me that, I'm going to go, oh, shit, what if there's, like, this gay dude that's a fan of mine and he really loves my comedy and then he hears that and he's like, oh, man, like, 
you, you know, I really looked up to you and, and yeah. you made me feel kind of shitty. And then I can, I can take that and I can go, oh man, maybe I should switch that joke. Maybe I can find a funnier word. Yeah. Maybe there's something with more nuance, especially if you're coming at it from a place of like, um, not like harsh aggression and criticism, but almost like empathy. Like, hey, you don't know what that could be making someone feel like. Right. And I feel like that's the most digestible it, it form of it. It is hard for comedians to know the things we say. We, we can't, you know, audience members will say, you said this about this. And yeah, that yeah. Offended. And Someone's like, going to be offended by everything. Right. And, and it's that's like, tricky but thing. I didn't have you. I don't know you. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have you in mind. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. nice to know now that there's a different perspective. Yeah. But, you know, if we wanted comedy to be safe, we'd all just walk up and say, I love water. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be the show. Yes. I mean, sometimes there just there needs to be a space to say that thing that, you know, I don't know. I guess everything can be argued. I guess everything's an argument today, <laughs> no, so no, no, it doesn't no, no, no. matter. I, there's going to be yeah. somebody offended by everything. Yeah, yeah Al, go. Uh, how long into, like, dating, like, a new person do you have to tell them if you're a top or bottom? Because I would think that's a deal breaker. Let me put it this way. I've had sex with men, and as I'm closing the door, I'm like, what's your name again? Tom, have a nice day. I mean, that is where gays stand. No. Um, I don't know. You pretty much just know, I guess. Well, I mean, you go go under a bridge, find a troll, answer his question three. No, you talk about it. What are you into? You know, verse, top, bottom, what? Yeah, so I'm saying, like, how, talk. like, is that day, first date? I don't know. Maybe like in a, a, a Lifetime movie. But I feel like if you're meeting on Grindr, <laughs> usually the conversation is into. And when you say into, they're implying, are you top or bottom verse? What are you into? Uh, and then the picture exchange. And then three months later, you, you know, actually do it. But um, Grindr at this point, which I'm not on. It's too stressful. It's just like Candy Crush. But um, <laughs> I, wait, why is it too stressful? It's so stressful. Because certain you are apps. Crushing, buddy. I've gotten rid of Facebook and Twitter. I don't like either one of those. I yeah. think they consume too much. I like Instagram because I, I have to promote my shows somehow. Yeah. Um, but uh, Grindr wants your attention now. And people are very sensitive. And it seems to be a lot on the line for these guys. Yeah. Because you get on, they'll be like, hey. And then if you don't respond within 10 minutes, they're like, well, fuck you. You're ugly anyways. And then they yeah. block. You're like, I was getting dinner. Like, <laughs> I was showering. You know dudes what I mean? Will dudes will be yeah. dudes. Are, <laughs> dudes are sensitive. Men yeah. are very, very sensitive. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, sometimes Grindr can be nice. You'll meet people. Well, now I keep, when I was on Grindr, uh, last time I was on Grinder was maybe I don't even remember when, but I when I was more getting recognized. Uh, People would say you're not really Mateo, you're catfishing, and I kept getting my profile deleted. So I wow. finally messaged Grinder on Instagram. I said, "It's me. My, it's me. Yeah. My, my, I can't. I'm trying to get fucked." And, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, we're sorry. Okay." And then they did something, but now I've gotten rid of it. Really? Yeah. It's too, too. I'm too sensitive. To like people rejecting you, or it's, it's too distracting, too sensitive, and too many, too many, too much, too much, too much. Okay. Grinder should be called broken promises. I, I, have, <laughs> I have a question. Okay, AIDS. How worried <sighs> are you about it? I am on uh, something called prep. True, yes, prep. Yeah, which is um, a prophylactic. Which uh, you, first of all. AIDS. It's called HIV. I mean, AIDS yes. is the final form My bad, of it's HIV. Not. If My you bad, are, it's not. but HIV yeah. positive. <laughs> I'm very happy to say that I feel in the gay community. I mean, the queer community will say that that being HIV positive is no longer a something. Death sentence, right? Not even just a death sentence, but I would 100%. I have had sex with men who are HIV positive. Really? Of course. And I would date. I would date, and I would marry someone if they were HIV positive. So, so this just is, just this, so we can like explain this, the prep medication. 
it stops you from being able to contract HIV. Correct. And so they... It's a daily thing. You're taking take it. Take it daily. Right. Yes. It's like a birth control, but uh, HIV Correct. control, right? Right. Okay. And Instead then, of giving life, it's death. You know, it's <laughs> like... <laughs> yes. So, so as long as you're taking that, even if you do sleep with somebody who is HIV positive, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to transfer that to you. That's right. And if you are HIV positive and you speak to your doctor and you're aware of your status yeah, yeah. and you're on medicine, which the medicine is very good these days, yeah. you are undetectable, which means you're untransmittable. Okay. So you could, I could potentially not on prep oh, have sex bareback uh, with someone who's HIV positive. Yes. And if they are undetectable, then I would not contract HIV. Okay. Oh, wow. Have you spoken to older gays about what it was like during the AIDS yeah. epidemic? And yes. like, because I, I remember I, I have all my gay bar stories. I'm just telling you, when we were in San Francisco, remember we went to that to that gay bar? Yeah. Remember uh, we? What was it called again? I forget. San but we Francisco were, was that the name of the bar? Chili's. No, but we were at this this gay bar, and I saw like there was a few older guys there, right? And I remember when we walked in, and I looked at the older guys, and I was like, "What you guys must have went through." In the 80s, 90s? Dude, it was called Late 80s. Yeah, that was the first. They called that at first. Late 80s, mid 90s. I mean, you know, and all your friends. Yeah, they seem like like war war veterans. They were sitting in their bar like, ugh. Yeah, just like grizzled and shit (laughs) like that, dude. And and I remember looking, I was like, man, imagine all of your friends, this like tight-knit community. You first come out, you go to a place where you can finally enjoy. Like, imagine like the 18-year-old kid from fucking Kentucky leaves Kentucky, goes to San Francisco, and he's like, I have a community, I have friends, I can be myself, and then... Boom! People start dropping like flies. We're talking about in that community, what percentage of people were dying? It seemed like everyone. Unbelievable. Yeah. Have you spoken to older gays about that? Yeah, yeah. And what and did you they know, say? It was, first of all, it was lesbians who were the only ones who took care of us. Really? Oh, wow. Well, we were kicked out of hospitals, and religious uh, people yeah. were the first, and politicians to completely let it happen. Reagan didn't even speak about it, and the one time he did, he laughed. No. And there was a there was a, a huge epidemic, pandemic, and I think um, lesbians were the first in our community to take care of us, to hold on to us. To and and when you have like conversations with the older gays about that time, what, what like what was it like? Were people like terrified to even like be intimate with one another? Was yeah, there was a fear. I mean, it was it, you didn't know. No one knew what it was. No one knew what was happening. And all they knew that they called it the gay disease. Yeah. And it was just fear was in, and it, it didn't help that your whole life, you know, politicians, family, religious figures, movies, everyone was telling you that this is a curse. You're going to hell and you deserve it and everything yeah, else. Yeah. I mean, the fact that even the people that not just surviving it, but mentally surviving yeah, that that's what time, I was thinking. you know, and 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 I do feel that younger queer people um, we need to do more recognizing of the people that survived that time and, and really, because, you know, and Fran Leibowitz brought this up. It wasn't, you know, we were closeted. We were forced out of the closet at that time. That's when the gay revolution really started to happen. What because, do you mean? Because we couldn't hide it. We were dying if at you're such sick. Yes. yes, we were dying at such oh, a high rate shit. that we were forced out of the closet. And it forced us to, to, to get ourselves together and to really start, that is fighting for our rights. That is really interesting because you've often heard like when people compare the black struggle to the gay struggle, right? Uh, an argument that you hear. From I don't black believe people, these two are parallel, by the way. I, I, I'm not saying you do. Right, but like, right. A, a lot of times you, you've heard uh, from from black people going, we can't pretend we're not black. Right, right. That's a time where you can't pretend you're not gay. Right. 
Because at that time, if you had HIV, the assumption was you were gay. I mean, even with Magic Johnson getting it, they're like, oh, yeah, he so must have been gay. He must have been doing There had to be some relief when straight people started getting it, right? Like, yo, finally, <laughs> finally do something about us. it. Finally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, on a certain sense, like, you don't think the politicians are going to respond when it's just gay dudes getting it. They oh, don't give a fuck. But that's when, when politicians responded. Is exactly. when Once straight people started getting infected with HIV, that's suddenly Bro, that's the shit. same thing that's with civil rights. It's like once they start sending, like, young white kids to Vietnam, all of a sudden, people are like, whoa, 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 what's going on? My dad, he was war? a helicopter pilot in Vietnam. Really? He was 19. Really? And I'm complaining about Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> now, your brother's also gay? Yeah, and my cousin. So just gay sperm in your yeah, family or tons. gay egg. What do you think? We think it's from <laughs> gay egg. Because it's gay egg. Everyone from, so my my family, my mother's Italian. Your cousin and, determined and, this, I, I think. Yes. I'll, I'll tell you, we we've, yeah. we've figured it out, right? So my, <laughs> You traced the we gay did. Like it's a vampire. We did. <laughs> because my, my, okay, my dad is like very white American. You know, He's a helicopter pilot. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a lesbian. He was a cop. You know, you know. And uh, but he, I only have like six cousins on his side, maybe okay. four. My mom, I have three. 36 first cousins right she's italian mexican so yeah. we there's oh, a yeah. lot of, of the boys on my mother's side from the mexican side yeah. three of the five are gay yeah Whoa. and we think that my grandpa his brother was gay and this is Whoa. the thought behind yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. so um the okay first of all let me tell you my mexican grandpa he yeah. he had five kids with my grandma she's italian but he also had Five kids with another woman at the same time. Wow, boy. And name them all the same names, not to confuse them. Wow, boy. <laughs> oh, that's that genius. is genius. legendary. Genius. So, that is legendary. So, um, but we, I, my grandma divorced and remarried a Sicilian. I grew up as an Italian. However, we did, we, I, we created a relationship with him again later in our life, and yes. he, you know, it was forgiven. However, um, we, my aunt Cindy was like, I think that my uncle was gay because he was a man in the. 50s who owned a women's hair salon beat up in high school did musical theater and it's like look we can't say he's gay because of all these stereotypes but like yeah it's like a genealogy you get to track right. it all the way back and then me and my brother and my cousin gay i have a question about that so you talked about not being able to come out of the closet until you were 19 and not feeling comfortable until you were 19 mm -hmm. yeah was was your brother was did y'all know you were both gay and did you get to share like you didn't have to just be alone in it no, we didn't get along for a long time, and I think specifically, my brother was older, and so when he came out, I feel like at that time, it was the 90s, and so his response, like any other gay person, was to sort of ex exit from the family and yeah. have his own life, and mm. where I was very integrated in the family with the cousins and my aunts and uncle, you know, we were like my big fat Greek wedding, <laughs> and he... and. It, when I came out, I used my sense of humor. My family's a very funny family. Yeah. So using humor was was a way that I could make it acceptable for everybody, you know, to come around. Yeah, my yeah. brother doesn't have that. He's very reserved, yeah, very smart, very, yeah. So he just sort of like, it was almost like Batman, like exited, yeah. just like left. And we had a, we, we didn't talk for many years. And as an adult, I mean, now we're, we're close, but like as an adult realizing like, Oh, that was him protecting himself from rejection or from yeah. being made fun. I get it, you know. But my coming out experience was different. <laughs> I went to art school. And, uh, you know, I just was a lot more flamboyant than him. I was doing theater. I sang. I Did was your drawing. dad kind of know? That's your what I was going to ask. Cause you, you say you can't do straight voice. Yeah. So right. you sound gay your whole yeah. life. You're not coming out till you're 19. But is right. it, everybody like, we've seen this before. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a shock. I feel like everyone had to. And I was like, I'm gay. They're like. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but was there extra pressure for you to not be gay now that your brother's out? Mm, I didn't find out until I was older anyways. He came out early. I think he was 14. Uh, he oh, came right. out pretty early. And I don't know. I don't remember. You know, I didn't feel any pressure. Yeah. Uh, my family is very close. I was my, my cousins and I are literally like a wolf pack. Like, we're just constantly together. That I still talk to them every day. No. My God, I felt because it very... shouldn't because there's nothing weird sexually between relatives. Right, right, right. It's only like with the straight guy that they feel like, oh, is he gonna try something on me? But you're not gonna try something on your cousin. No. And my best friend is my cousin Brian, who's also gay, and him Holy and I. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were like very, <laughs> you know. Is, is there anyone straight? And you're like, yeah, right. <laughs> no. I, yeah, now you have to come out as straight. You have to yeah. be like, guys, I'm straight. And we're like, what? I like pussy. Sure you do. <laughs> my aunt even says, she's like, you're gay until proven straight in this family. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's what I love about my family is my Uncle Mike, I remember, you know, him, him we all make fun of each other. Right? My yeah. Uncle Mike is very like Irish South Side Chicago and he just didn't know how to word things. And so he'd be like, uh, my cousin Brian, he'd be like, uh, Brian has his... Uh, special friend coming over <laughs> and my aunt Cindy's like it's a boyfriend special friend you sound like an idiot you know he's like oh please Cindy I don't know what to say <laughs> you know, so we have fun one time he, this is how he supports he can't because I draw and he was like Mateo I've got a great idea we'll make gay greeting cards and make a bunch of money and my aunt Cindy goes what are they gonna say happy birthday from a gay and he's like no please Cindy <laughs> so I was very lucky I actually and I always get emotional telling this story but I was doing shows at this gay bar once in Chicago, and my whole family would come to my shows, all 40 of them. Like my grandparents, everybody, they all That's come amazing. to the bar. Yeah, they're, they're insane. And, and I love them. And I remember after the show, this older gay guy came up to me and shook my hand. He goes, um, I just want to say you're very lucky that you, you, know, you had your family here. And I said, oh, they're so crazy. And he like squeezed my hand and looked at me, and he goes, I just want to tell you that you're very lucky that you have your family here. Because mm. mm. he really would have loved that, and yeah. he felt so alone. Yeah, that is super fortunate, man. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I can't imagine that feeling completely isolated from the people that you feel most close to, and having to choose between who Being you are yourself? as an actual person yeah. Yeah. and the people you love most. And you either lie to yourself about who you are, so you could be around the people you love most, or you lie to them. Or you just get to be yourself in like these little small pockets of time and you can't like share with anybody. Wow. And did that like after you were already grateful, obviously, but after that were you like, Well, Holy it puts shit. into perspective, you know, yeah. I was only like twenty five or something. Yeah. So I guess I just, you know, yeah, it just put into perspective. I always think about him. Hmm. Really? Have you met someone recently that's from like a country where it's illegal to be gay? Like, question, like a place yeah. like Russia or some other place like There's, that? There's, I think, 72 countries. Right. Yeah. Um, most religious. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, actually, I am friends with this guy who is, well, I don't want to give away too much, but he's, he's from the Middle East and he moved to Paris. And we we were chatting about and he's so nice. He's like a photographer. So, and we were just chatting about our lives. And it's so hard for me to complain because he yeah. basically is exactly that where he's like, I can't go back home. Yeah. I can't see my family. I can't be who I really am. He's like, I don't like living in Paris. He's, you know, because Parisians. But um, he, <laughs> he he's like, but this is the only place that I can find yeah. 
myself and be myself. And so I've, I never had that experience of. Dude, think how rough it is for gay people that he's Muslim and is in Paris. Like, this is better. Fuck <laughs> 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 that. Yeah, he like, can't catch a break, Whoa! right? Finally, <laughs> no, no, he's scared of persecution. <laughs> Just trying to get that motherfucker yeah. out of there. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, it is weird. It's like. There, there's such a focus, at least when you're in the United States, about like what you don't have. Like every group, I don't care what the group is, thinks that they don't thinks that something is being removed from them. Like you look at like even usually straight guys. Well, no straight, <laughs> no no straight yeah. white dudes, right? They're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we're losing the country. We're, yeah, we're losing our country. We're losing our culture, right? They they actually believe it. That's something that they truly believe is being taken away from. And I feel like we're like so privileged in America that every single group is just focusing on what we don't have or what we could have. Instead of focusing on the fact that we have it better here than anywhere else, everybody. Now, we still have to focus on what we can obtain, especially groups that are dealing with oppression to this day. But see, having that handshake with that dude and him just going like, hey, man, that's really awesome that your family mm -hmm. loves you. It's like it, there's this fight for what you need to have. But there's also this moment where you're like, holy shit, I'm pretty goddamn lucky, yeah. man. Yeah, you can do both. You yeah, can focus yeah, on what like, you need to have you and need, appreciate yeah. what you have. You need I to agree. do both. You know what I mean? I like, agree. So yeah, because I, I think that yeah. there's there's a lot of work to be done, but yeah, it it is also important to sort of sit back and reflect on maybe that. for your own mental health. Of course, because it's so easy to get caught up in like how the, just your phone, our phones. Your phone will make you feel at, like I you have it the worst, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if you can reflect and go, "Holy shit, I got my family," or "Or holy shit, like I can go outside and I can like be myself," or that dude, the the even just the uh, the Muslim dude, like the guy even in Paris is like being shit on, probably. Yeah, you know. And but not because he's gay. Not even because he's gay. Like once they find out he's gay, they're like, "What?" Well, no, they're like, "Welcome." <laughs> <laughs> You're Welcome. one of the good ones. We, cr we created gay here in Paris. Um. <laughs> yeah, that is a tricky thing. I I'm curious about that. Both of like all three of you guys here. Right? Is that when you are a minority group, do you have to be quiet about appreciating how? And I'm gonna put this in quotes. How good you may have it. Because you don't want the white people oppressing you to go, see, you got it good, huh? <laughs> like, it, like those little moments of gratitude, do you have to kind of stifle those a little bit? I'll or put keep them within way. the community? Like, mm. even in this moment right now, like, I'm being interviewed and asked very specific questions about being gay. So, but when I'm with my gay friends, I promise you these things are not discussed. I mean, Ever, of course. It's yeah. usually us, like, you at, I'm at my friend Bob's house watching YouTube and we're pausing and laughing in this or whatever, you know, or playing Fortnite or whatever, you know. Yeah. But so in these moments, like, you know, I, I'm being very, um, it's very pointed, the yeah. questions. So, yeah, yeah. like, I have to discuss, like, a lot of trauma. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know. It just make you relive the worst uh, parts of I know. Kind of, I'm so emotional right now. I'm like, I love that. God. Uh, but I think, um, I think there is appreciation in the sense of, like, when I go on stage every night, I am trying. I, everything in my life has served me in a way to help make people, strangers laugh. And that's my celebration. Yeah. They're, what a gay answer! No, no. <laughs> so, so here's here's my here's my final question because I don't want to take too much of your time. But like, I I've always been curious about this for gay comics specifically. Mm -hmm. From speaking to some gay friends, coming out of the closet was one of the most terrifying experiences that they had to do. As a comic, if you're going to talk about things that are gay adjacent mm -hmm. when you go on stage the audience doesn't immediately know you're gay 
you're not getting brought up at you, <laughs> maybe more so sure. than others. But but there are certain comics, right? Unless you're going up like with uh, what does uh, Mayron have? He has the uh, <laughs> Mayron Kagani. Yeah, shouts to Mayron. He has the fan, yeah. right? Like, but part of me wonders if he presents as more gay, so he doesn't have to go through the most traumatic experience of his life. Every single time he walks back on stage, it's like, hey, I, and I'm coming out of the closet and just looking to the crowd and seeing if the audience judges you, seeing if they're okay with you, like like dealing with that every single time. You don't know if there's going to be some nut job in the audience that just hates gay people and then eye roll immediately. Ha- like, I was in Arizona t- uh, a month ago and I walked on stage because my opening joke is that. I walk out and say, hey, thanks so much. I'm obviously gay. And then it gets a huge laugh. We move yeah. on. And this guy goes, what? And, and I go, oh, I have it recorded. I should play it for you. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, you do not like gays? He goes, oh, no. Oh, this is a good clip you put online. Yeah, and, I saw this. Yeah, and I was like, oh. And, then, and it was with his wife and usually women are a little nicer to gays so I said yeah. do you like gays and she goes no and I said, oh. it was a little nicer I said it was <laughs> a little, <laughs> slightly, slightly nicer I said you can leave and they did they got up and they left no yeah yeah and all the gays in the audience were like get out but you know uh I was so you get that all the time I walk on stage every night at this on the road I don't have to everyone's gay and I yeah, yeah. are usually and I I or they know the deal they're there right right, right. Yeah, they yeah. saw the ticket so um <laughs> But which is also with that guy, that guy, I'm like, that guy did no research on me. I know, like, that's it's, on him. it's like going to see Star Wars in 10 yeah. minutes and being like, yeah. I don't like space. Like, yeah, you <laughs> idiot. Like, do research. So, but well, you got to be that dumb to hate a guy and leave the show because he's gay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the yeah. guy's clearly a fucking moron. He's not yeah. going to pick up Condé clues. I wish he stayed because I don't know what he thought I was going to do. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, I just want to talk about British Bake Off. But I, but I do that at the cellar every night. I do walk on stage and say, thanks so much. I'm obviously gay. Gets a big laugh. But. You're wondering a little, right? If I actually am? No. <laughs> like, are you gay? Are you just yeah, yeah. doing this? No, 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 no. It just takes a huge yeah. turn. It's a character. It's just a character. I think it might just be a yeah. character. Yeah. He's Larry so the Cable guy? He's literally the Cable guy. He's Larry the Cable guy. No, this time didn't feel right. This yeah. time I think I changed my mind. What's that? This time you just one time you're like, ah, no, I don't, you no, know what? what? I don't feel good today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel right anymore. I just, I always wonder, is, is that like a traumatic if, thing yeah, to go saying, over, even over and over could again? There like, be a, a guy. But maybe, maybe it isn't. It's I'm just, over you have it to, now. Really? Okay. Yeah, to tell you I the was, truth, I'm over it now. I would yeah. think once you're comfortable with it, then if anybody else is uncomfortable with it, that kind of sucks, but whatever. Yeah. I feel like audiences are opening up now to hearing about gay experience. Like, you know, that's the thing I used to go through. Is this too gay? Is that not too gay? And I'm like, what am I talking about? I love strides and I take it in the ass. Obviously, what I'm going to talk about <laughs> is going to be gay. If they don't like it, whatever. You know, but I mean, I def- I have lots of different material. And maybe it's some people interpret it as gay, some don't. But there's just so few gay comics. I think people are now like when I go on a show, like the audience perks up a little bit because they're sort of like, oh, it's great. It's changing it up. It's yeah. a different perspective. Like I like different perspective. Yeah. I think so much in like comedy is trying to find that unique spin. Like if everybody's going to talk about this one thing, it's like, what is the most unique version of it? What you is said the-, the most eye-opening thing to me last week when you were like, it seems like the that people at first are very interested in gay comics. Oh, this and is this is industry wise. Yeah. If can I talk about please, that or not? Okay. Please, uh, and it seems that at first a very interesting gay comics. You get a bunch of heat, but then when the moment comes to actually put some money behind put the, it, right? Like give them a special or give them this gay ceiling. Yeah, yeah. It is the gay ceiling, and um, yeah, it's like 
you see it initially hit because it's unique, it's different, right? And it's so fun. And it also, there's like points for diversity. Yeah, it's like a mascotism a little bit. There's a little bit of mascotism. But then when it's time to like, hey, hey, let's do an hour. I mean, you did Netflix. You did all these things. I did a 15 on Netflix, which was great. It was amazing. But, I, but since I've been trying to sell an hour, like four different versions of an hour, and the response is always the same. Because they're like, oh, my God, will people be? It's almost like their bigoted view on people. They're like, well, well, guys, Comedy Central is a male channel it's like well, well guys want to watch a gay dude right. you have to prove it to them so that they don't lose their jobs right and um i mean i i was in the position and i guess uh, this is why i was giving you the advice like obviously not a gay comic but like they didn't want to fuck with me at all right and i had to prove it and i go you know, the numbers back it up right and we went out and we did some pretty cool work and then the numbers backed it up and that's what i say that you should do because i think you got it bro and i don't mean that you know just to like placate i really do think you got it oh, you know thanks. me i don't really shout out a lot of people that i think are uh, I, I don't do it for networking i, I don't care to network right, you know, right if i if i if i want you on a podcast or if i think that you're funny i'm gonna try to you know share that with as many people as possible but but you're great man Thanks. and um i yeah. think you should just fucking bet on yourself dude i am i'm putting my clips up on my great Instagram and it's working now. right yep. yeah i've got it's like shocking i was like oh i guess i should stop with the nudes and put up some <laughs> 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 and you know what you should do i think it's a balance i think that you should just have the because what you, i see you put like a, a cover or a thumbnail of mm -hmm. you in like a sexy pose and then you're doing the stand-up i think you should just put you with the mic and close up on your face dude i, you I think so yeah because what's gonna Let happen is like speak. It's, it's going to happen is like there's going to be a certain amount of people that aren't going to watch the video maybe because they see like some guy who's looking super yeah. gay, right? But I bet you if it just pops up on their Explore and they're naturally going into it and then you start talking and you're like, oh, yeah, Jafar is totally gay. Like they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> and all of a sudden they go, this guy's fucking hilarious, right? And now you don't have that barrier of entry, which is a guy's fragile ego of right. looking at a dude who is buff with his shirt off right you know it's <laughs> right. Like, you're like tricking you're like tricking them into liking mateo not liking hot gay guy right because that's way harder for a straight dude yeah to go i like hot gay guy Ooh, sorry, I don't know my friend nick. that's monster nick I <laughs> but uh but you understand what i'm saying right yeah 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 so i i wish you best of luck and i hope everybody Aww. who listens just goes Thanks. and checks I, out I, your stuff i really appreciate first of all it's, I, it's been so long i love you but love our buddy. guy code girl code days i know yeah, i know yeah, yeah. i know so this was yeah. very fun to be here with y'all and, and i'm glad people got to hear you i know you were like oh i'm not being funny anymore i'm glad people got to see this part of you too because if you want to know mateo's talent just look at his ig it's yeah. all there oh, yeah. but to hear Thanks. him actually say like things that were more personal and maybe a little vulnerable. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, this podcast is not just like we have a joke every 30 seconds. Like, I want to have a, some, you know, serious conversation. And then, like, I think the funniest stuff comes from that. Right. You know, like, get to that place where it's, it's very vulnerable, and we're going to find some funny in it. Well, but I really appreciate you having me on. We Thanks. fuck with you, Mateo. Al got another question. <laughs> Last question. So we're all <laughs> What are you doing Thursday? Mariah no. Carey. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all basically here trying to look like you. Okay. What's yes. your workout regimen? Oh, um, diet too. Give us diet. Yeah. Too. Well, all right. So basically, it's and I'm going on a brand new diet because I'm trying to. That's the whole thing. Anyways, but um, I eat five meals a day and every four hours, and it's divided between macros. So like, you know, how many egg, how many fats, carbs, and protein am I having per meal? You sleep and, four hours a day. I'm sorry. You sleep four hours. No, no. A day? Every four hours, I eat. Um, in a day for my five meals is yeah, like four hours. Yeah, hours. Yeah, so you have you to sleep? wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah, no, 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 no. What I mean is like when I, by the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, usually three to four hours in between three each meal. Ah, okay. gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. um, 
And and that's it. About five days a week, I go to the gym and I focus on, I isolate muscle groups. So, you know, today I'm going to be doing just shoulders. Yesterday I did back and thighs and the other day I did um, tries and chest. Mm. And it's pretty much it. Are you meal prepping? I buy the meals now. I'm too lazy to meal prep. So okay. now I And then just what about going out meals. to dinner? Like that's I, I my allow advice. my Oh, I, okay. I mean when I was in Italy, I just came back from Italy. It was three weeks of smoking cigarettes, not working out, and eating pasta twice a day. Yeah. But your body needs that. you well not the cigarettes, yeah. but your body needs to like <laughs> chill this out. Is him, gay diet. This is him three weeks of not working out. Isn't that fucking <laughs> crazy? Piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean you you both met me when I was twink. A tw- yeah, 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 I was Total <laughs> twink. very good, yeah. Andrew. A twink, yeah. I was 130 pounds. I'm yeah. 163 now. Yeah. So I, I've gone through a huge, but it's taken me like five years. Yeah. Uh, my sister who gave me my diet at first, I was like, well, what do I eat for breakfast? She would ask me, what do you eat for breakfast and when do you eat breakfast? I'm like, I don't know. I wake up, I have coffee, a cereal, yeah. and then maybe I eat four hours later, like pasta or something. She goes, all right. This is when I was first trying to put on weight. She goes, you're going to wake up, you're going to have two bagels, and you're going to have seven egg whites. And I was like, okay. But she was right. I just needed to. You needed calories. Yes, because my body was just mm. like magrissimo. Mm. That's like an old school diet, dude. My yeah. dad was super skinny when he was younger, and his doctor uh, prescribed him a milkshake a day. I mean, that's yeah. like old school medicine, yeah. right? But there. now it's like balance. <laughs> like I'm eating healthy yeah. things. But at first, I just had to put on weight. Brother, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Tell them where they can find you. Uh, Grinder. No. (laughs) Not Grinder. No, 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 you are back on. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No more Grinder. Um, uh, But Grinder's great if that's for you. Uh, My Instagram at Mateo Lane, M A T T E O L A N E. And I. Show's coming up. Oh, yeah. Can I read? Please. Of course. Okay. All right. In the meantime, there should be a gay riot. There should be gay there, Raya. There is gay Raya. Is there? No, you shouldn't choose what you're into oh, on Raya. Okay. Yeah. All right, that um, yeah, I was on Raya. Nice. Yeah, it was. It's everyone's a hairdresser. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will be at uh, the Pilgrim House in Provincetown, August seventh to ninth. The Vulcan Gas Company in Austin, oh, yeah. Texas, on September tenth and eleventh. Uh, Philly Punchline, September seventeenth and eighteenth, and then I will be at the Arlington Draft House, October fifteenth and sixteenth. Gang, and where they they can MateoLane.com MateoLaneComedy.com MateoLaneComedy Go check it out Check them out on Instagram Mm -hmm. Check out the Ba Day Leave some crazy comments, please Anyway, man uh, It's been Flager 2 Mateo Lane All right, peace All right, guys We're going to take a break for a second Because, uh, listen The world is uh, racing to get back to normal And you want to start meeting up in person again But after this year We've all had Getting back to feeling normal Might take a little bit more time Okay I think therapy is a very important part of a human being's life. There are different ways that people can access therapy. Sometimes it is from friends. Sometimes it's from family. But sometimes it's from professionals. And uh, I've, you know, been going to therapy on and off for an extended period of time. I think the first time I probably went to therapy, I was in like third grade. Some teacher said that I was you know, acting out and that maybe I should talk to somebody in school. And, and I did. And I'm telling you, I come from a family that, you know, my mom and dad were in therapy my whole life. And therapy was a very normal thing in my family. I know there's some people's families out there where it's not so normalized and it's very taboo. And uh, what I'm here to tell you is that that's not the case, man. If you want to talk to somebody, it can help you. I promise you that. Even if they don't say a single thing back, just being able to unload everything, get all that shit off of your chest it can make you feel so much better. And then if you have a therapist, 
that actually can offer some amazing insight on your life because other people are going through what you've gone through and what you're currently going through. That can be so much of an, I mean, just an absolutely amazing relief and really empowering understanding how you feel, understanding your emotions, understanding what you're going through and understanding why you act certain ways, right? Unearthing the things, the causes of your behavior. So a great way where you can get started in therapy and you can continue to do therapy is with Talkspace. Okay. Talkspace is an amazing company. It is the number one online therapy platform to help you sort through any issue you need. They have thousands of licensed therapists that are available uh, for you to match with. Talkspace therapists are experts in dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more to help you start feeling better. Okay. You can start feeling better with a single message. You match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com, and you know what? You're going to get $100 off your first month with the promo code FLAGRANT. That's $100 off your first month, okay, when you use the promo code FLAGRANT at Talkspace.com. Talk to these people, okay? Talkspace works around your schedule at your convenience. You can send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the app. You can schedule live video sessions with your licensed therapist from anywhere. Remember, this was a crazy concept to do a, a live therapy session over the phone or over FaceTime until a pandemic happened. That's where all those therapy sessions were happening. So now it's been completely normalized. Go try it out. Go feel better. And... um you know, take your life in your own hands, man. Get a little bit of control of your behavior, your emotions, and why you feel these ways. I promise you'll get something great out of it. Go check it out. Use the promo code FLAGR and get that $100 off. All right, now let's get back to the show. The truffle is somewhere in Europe right now getting rejected by a Polish helicopter pilot. He'll tell us that story next week, but let's begin. Um, I have a conversation I'd like to, to, to begin. I think that it should gain some steam, so let's start it right now. I think... If Team USA Basketball loses, mm -hmm. the NBA champions can no longer call themselves the world champions. I think that's valid. And they can no longer call themselves the world champions until we win a world championship minimum or the Olympics. I think Olympics. Now Fuck all here, that world championship shit. Here's the reason why it's good. Because this is going to incentivize the best players in the NBA to play for the Olympic squad so they can call themselves world champs when they win uh, the NBA championship. This is how you get LeBron to go play. This is how you get Kawhi to go play. Mm -hmm. You don't want to win no little American championship. You want to win the world championship. Mm. You want to be world champions, mm. do you not? Now, can you explain the world champion thing? Because I pushed back on this when we were talking about it before. But I was okay. like, it's stupid that they call a world champion in the first place because they're playing in America. They don't play. Yeah, in but if country. we always had the gold, you always knew what time it was. You yeah. always knew we we're the best. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, we're the best. And we have the best players from around the world. Well, that's the thing. And and that's consistent. So technically, you are the world champion because you're you know beating the best players from around the world because nah. all of them are playing in America. But... I don't like this shit where we get like a fucking bronze in the Olympic. It's pathetic, especially if it's one of our sports. We yeah. might not even get that this year. No, no, that, that's yeah, true. Son, we lost to France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Son, we lost to France. We lost a lead to France. Yeah, yeah, Fucking Nicholas Batum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, felt, yeah, we yeah. felt bad for the black soccer players, so he's like, ah, let's just give him We don't know who the black soccer players are. I do. I know Mbop. Yeah. Do it all over, you can't. 
I thought that was yeah, funny, dude. You could have got out of the bar in, though. No, nah, dude. I was grooving. He though. can't do it all over. He can't take the penalty kick again. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get the joke. Now I get it. <laughs> See, y'all are dumb. It's not yeah. funny because yeah, y'all sure. are dumb. Sure. <laughs> sure. Anyway. But yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So, this, yeah this Alex dude thing, he just doesn't laugh. When, that's when, what he was doing to me the whole time. I know, I know. I, was, no. I, I didn't realize him he was on his trash ass outfit. I was like, guys, what's happening? No, you do. You look You look super stupid. They weren't laughing either. You look super. You were sandbagging. No, you were sandbagging. You didn't even sandbag, dude. You sandbagged. Bro, you're a big fucking sandbag. Dude. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! What is that? Some kind of racist thing? Yeah, I know. I'm not talking about Vala. You calling yeah. him a sandbagger? Oh, Vala. <laughs> <laughs> look at him, bro, dog. He's sandbagging, bro. He's bro. I just dude. laughed at that, dude. You nah. look like Peaky Grinders. I'm getting it back, baby. I'm getting it back. Okay. So, uh, Team USA, absolutely pathetic. You can't yeah. lose to any other country in basketball. Son, we lost. We're one and three. It's it's embarrassing, Doug. It's embarrassing. I don't like you guys are saying that. Dude, like, we lost to Nigeria, and the good Nigerians aren't even playing on the team. The good Nigerian is Greek. <laughs> yes. The best Nigerian is Greek. Can we name the Nigerians that are on the team? Can you name a Nigerian? No Name chance. a Nigerian that plays in the NBA no that's chance. on that team. You can't. No, I can't. How the fuck do we lose to that team? And don't tell me it's because Devin Booker wasn't there. Drew Holiday wasn't there. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. KD, isn't, stop losing. Isn't Bam, isn't he Nigerian? No, Who? he's American team, dog. But, like, he's Nigerian descent? And he's on our team. Yeah. yeah. Bam Adebayo, whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. Even the best Nigerians aren't playing on Team Nigeria, and we're still <laughs> fucking losing, dude. Yeah. We lost to Australia. Yeah, this that's is white people. So this is I guess the that's question whites, bro. This is the thing. You can't lose to white You countries, see this in bro? sports, though, right? Where, like, what? Canada will invent hockey. Look how fucking cocky he is now that France beat America, yeah. dog. This is embarrassing. What? Go on, go on, go what? on. Oh. We see this in sports. What? what? We see this in sports. Oh. What? <laughs> yeah, fuck him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this guy. Go right. on. Well, uh, basically, um, we see this in sports where like so, like the country that invents it will body for a bunch of years, and then everyone kind of starts catching up. Like it happened with like hockey, where they invent hockey and then they start getting bodied. England invents cricket and then they start getting bodied. Is basketball just in the twilight of Don't American? Don't you dominance? ever compare America to England or Canada <laughs> ever again, you fucking French cock? I mean that sincerely. America might be That's in this basketball twilight. No, no, bro. no, no, fam. Cut Everyone's that shit catching out. up. Cut that shit out. Now we have so much like anti-American sentiment from over there, dude. Uh, like, yeah, what you, is that? You, you trying to dick sucker, and you all of a sudden France gets one victory on America. You're like, it's in its twilight. It's so it's twilight. France might be the next great basketball superstar. No, Stop. might be the best. You need a, you need Chill you remember Michael out. Petrus, bro? You remember him? Yo, the yeah. Jordan stopper. No, the Kobe stopper. Kobe stopper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. French, Don't bro. make the That's jokes. Air France. Don't make the jokes. <laughs> Don't make the jokes, okay? <laughs> Keep it moving. Uh-huh. We're not making jokes about Kobe stoppers. No, Ruben Patterson called himself the Kobe stopper. So did Petrus. Oh, well, I don't think Petrus called himself that. I think we we thought he was. He didn't speak he English. Wasn't. He speaks pure yeah. only French. Yeah. Pure French. Yeah, yeah. Petrus looks like he don't speak English. <laughs> um, listen, guys. I, I, all I gotta say is it's absolutely embarrassing. Like I was like rage tweeting. Like I I was tweeting yeah, in were. where like I and wanted you're... someone to retweet it so that KD would see it. Like that that, that I I wanted that badly, bro. Like, Andrew was on it, dude. I was so pissed. I hadn't seen him tweet emotionally like this about sports since the Knicks. He gave up on the Knicks. Yeah, it hasn't happened. Yeah, dude, it is. It is bad. It was really bad. Did you I, watch any of the games? I don't even tweet emotionally, like because <laughs> that's what gets you in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so passionate. I said, "Don't let them back in America." I think if they <laughs> don't get the gold medal, they don't get let back in America. They I stay mean, in that's Tokyo silly. forever. They have to they stay somewhere. Medal? Stay in the airport, like Tom Hanks. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but you're not allowed back on American soil, like actual America, if you don't get the gold medal until the next time around, and then you're gonna win that gold medal. Mm. What if they don't even medal? 
I, I can't even begin. I can't even begin to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. It would be so truly embarrassing. And it's only embarrassing because of how little respect I have for other countries. Right. Like if I actually respected other countries, right. then I'd be like, <laughs> oh, this is some competition and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But since I have no respect right. for any of the other countries that are right. competing in basketball, right. uh, it would be such a massive shot to my ego that I can't fathom it happening. But I remember when I was in Europe, I would walk up to basketball courts and I'd just call next even if I didn't have next. Because <laughs> I was like, you're lucky you get to play against me. <laughs> but you're in Spain. Spain can hoop. Son, I would I would hoop in Spain and I would just go, yo, I got next. This it doesn't year's... matter what you guys think. Yeah. You get to play with an American. I felt I felt like being black. It's, it's like when, I felt like being black around white people. When That's Kobe what it was went like. to the Rucker. Say again? Like when Kobe went to the Rucker. Yo, uh, he just Harley. goes, yeah. yeah. It's like. It doesn't matter who's playing. Kobe's here. Let's go. Yeah. It's my time. Yeah. It's my time, guys. I'll, I'll teach you how to not dribble up and down like it's a yo-yo. Yeah. That's how I, I imagine like Europeans playing basketball. Up and down dribbles like Bob Cousy playing for the Celtics back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And the fact that we're getting washed mm-hmm. yeah. by these teams, by Australia. How do they even win the gold? What do you mean? I mean, do, you do keep, they beat all the around? other teams and then there's no <laughs> more games? They will? Holy shit, dog. Do you think they will? What? They're one and three. Do you really think they're going well, to get the gold? They got to beat Iran. They're so playing Iran. We got fucking Indian Barbara Walters over here with this <laughs> line of questioning. How do they win? Do you think they will? Yes, I'm thinking they will. They they're have not, to. I'm telling you, they're not going to. They have to. It's called a leading question. You know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> yeah. I see what you're saying. No, yeah. they have to. They must. They're they playing must. Iran on the 28th. They're playing what? Iran. They're playing uh, the country of Iran. They're not playing Iran. Yeah. It's- Dude, if we lose to Iran... They won't lose to you, Don. And then they play the Czech Republic. They played a good team uh, in their like third exhibition game, and yeah. then they they ran it up. That was the the game I saw where I was like, oh, they're gonna be fine. They're gonna figure it out. Yeah. And then France, they lost. They blew a big lead at the end of the game. Completely stopped missing their shots. They don't understand how to play FIBA ball. They they're used to flopping and getting calls. That's not happening. I think the ball is different. So oh, the struggling all to adjust these people to the ball. with the ball is different. All this kind of stuff like that. Like maybe it is, but there's no excuses. You're you're no. playing teams that aren't America. Do, do we understand what's going on here? Yeah. It's high school kids. When your best pro can't get on your team, Nicholas Batum isn't getting real burn anywhere. I mean, yeah. he got time, but it was like just trying to fuck things up. You can yeah. be great. When Eric Fournier and his hairline is busting <laughs> your ass, that pathetic fucking hairline that could only be accepted in France where they don't care about the way people look as long as you have interesting people, yeah. theories about love and whatever <laughs> other shit that they care about. When that's your best guy and he's busting your ass and talking that shit, right. where's your pride, bro? Is this like a, a Black Lives Matter protest? Like, what, what's happening? <laughs> what is oh, wow. what is the end goal here? Is this the new taking the knee? You just lose in the fucking Olympics? With the flag draped around your shoulders? What's going on? What do we need to do? Wait, so the first two games they lost, that was still during, like, the qualifying bullshit. So they didn't I, take those seriously. We, we, we don't we're lose only, any games. I know, but we're only zero and one. <laughs> and then we have to, I believe it's we're like that. We're zero and one. Only zero and one. We have no wins. We're winless. We're winless, Al. You cannot lose to countries that we give money to so their people can eat. Yeah, but if we are giving the, foreign aid, I feel you. I feel you. But the bracket take is back just the foreign like, aid. <laughs> the bracket no more is foreign just aid. like different groups, different <laughs> bracket. No more foreign Come aid. On, no, there's no more foreign aid. I'm <laughs> sorry. Dis- you call pathetic. You sound. I'm just no, saying. but if you look at the brackets, as we're actually doing this fine <laughs> no, mathematically, we we're not eliminated from anything. It's like when teams just <laughs> sail it in and then the probability once you get to that the we win. Playoff, <laughs> sail it in, mail it in, whatever, and then they get to the playoffs and then they just then they take the shit seriously. So right now. Who we are just those have, teams that win? 
Nah, but that like how happen. in the NBA, like during the season, right. it's like Jordan ah, doesn't mail it in. America doesn't mail it in. Okay, we mail Come fucking on, nuclear weapons. The stop. last time that we were in Tokyo for some real competitive shit, <laughs> what happened? We yeah. delivered some bombs. Yes. Uh. That's what we need to do. Nagasaki, Hiroshima. That's what they should be playing. They should be playing videos of fucking, what is it, Captain Doolittle, or whoever the guy was that handled that mission, to let motherfuckers know what America does when we go out there to Japan, dude. We don't play no fucking games. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing, dude. Nah, this might be Vietnam, dog. What? This might be Vietnam. What happened there? Might be losing this war. Nah, bro, that was a conflict. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now, bro, that was a conflict. This is the conflict Olympics, I think. Nah, dude, this shouldn't even count as Olympics. (laughs) There was no people in the stands. Like immediately, I started started making all these excuses. It doesn't really matter. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm worried, dude. It fucking infuriates me. Because if you had four games, you uh, once they won that third exhibition game, I was like, okay, they turned the corner. We're good. Mm. To lose again the next game, maybe you're still picking it up, but I'm like, yo, that's weird. Who did they France, beat? Who did they bro, beat in the exhibition? Huh? Who did they beat in the exhibition? They lost to Australia and Nigeria. I don't know who they beat did in the exhibition, beat but we don't care. I think we, they beat Spain. We, did they beat Spain? <laughs> I think Listen, they beat Spain. It doesn't matter. We should beat everybody. This shouldn't even be close. I hate these ideas. Oh, the world is catching up. No, they're not catching up. They're not catching they're up. Not catching they're up. not catching up. up. They're caught up. No, I hate you all. We just not playing. Watch, watch. But we watch need to start playing. Why, you, why you're we, right. We need to start playing. But we're going to turn it up, and then it's just going to be. Uh, and, and I believe that that can happen because well, I do not want to even consider what else it might can. be the case. Yeah, you're bugging. No, nah, Even bro. talking like that. No, 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 no. Dude, it, dude, the world, like, as an American, you're not embarrassed, dude. As an American, it's, it's you're not fucking embarrassed. Like, it's embarrassing. As an American on that team, you're not fucking embarrassed to show your face <laughs> don't even go on Instagram. Don't even go on Instagram Live. Don't post your stupid stories. Damien Littered with his cryptic messages. Oh, here's my quote from fucking Game of Thrones. Shut it down. Hit a fucking three. Where's Dame time? We need some Dame time. That would be the most humiliating part. If you're those guys, you know every person you're playing against had a picture of you in their room. Yeah, they're wearing your sneakers, bro. <laughs> They don't even have their own sneakers. There's no French team fucking sneakers. They got on your sneakers and they're busting your ass with your fucking sneakers. You should be embarrassed. Yeah. Hold your head down. <laughs> Bow your head. Bow your fucking head. You are letting down America. This is pathetic, dude. I'm yeah. absolutely furious. I want to know what incomes are. I want to know like what the what the income of the average team is. Like what the French team oh is paid? Oh my god, bro. Dude. Versus what Damian Lillard's salary or like Damian Lillard is showing up to that arena in a Lamborghini, and these French people are biking there with a the fucking baguette, baguette in their, their basket. <laughs> okay, do you know how pathetic this is? This is embarrassing. It is absolutely embarrassing, mm-hmm. and they should hold their fucking heads in shame to insult America like this. China's laughing right now. China is chuckling at this whole shit, seeing us struggle at our sport. At the, Come on. Hey, At our sport. You. Get it off, dog. Get if there's a wrap your feet when you're young contest, do you think any other country is going to beat China? Who's better at suppressing democracy than China? Who's better at taking all the muzzies and putting them in concentration camps than China? Huh? Nobody. Huh? Nobody. Don't say Israel. <laughs> yeah, probably don't, Israel. don't say it. Okay? It'd be close. It'd be close. Don't say it, Mark. <laughs> all I'm trying to say is it is absolutely embarrassing. It's pathetic. And these, these players should be a shit. Ashamed of themselves. I'm gonna cry. I'm getting choked up. I'm getting choked up right now. I'm getting fucking choked up at this. What do you think the dream team is doing? Watching huh? this? What do you think the dream team is? I think thinking? they're loving it. 
Because the dream team are the type of guys yeah. who go, oh, good. these youngins, you know, the game isn't tough. Back in the day, you used to be able to rip a guy's tooth out during the free throws. <laughs> you know, they have all these excuses about how tough the game is, and they're weak. Well, they are fucking weak. Mm. They're fucking weak. If you're not coming to play, dude, the dream team used to run it up, even during scrimmages. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Run it up. Yeah. Beating teams by 50 points. Who gives a fuck? What is this? We, we're going to take it easy on Nigeria? They terrorized Tony Kukoc because he was going to go play on the Bulls. Yeah. On their guy. team? Fuck this guy. My teammate. We're going to fucking make his, his life hell. Weak. Like weak. All these players are weak. The guy didn't even know what was happening. He was like, I, I didn't know we were taking this seriously. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's a, That's isn't the it? dream team. That's that, what happened to you. The dream yeah. team. The dream it's your team. nightmare. But those yeah. are the best of the best. Say what? I mean, those are the best of the best. We have half of our best players not playing. So the best of the best can run it up at historic rates. You can't win. Uh, I'm just saying, like, if you don't, if we're not sending our best. KD is by many, according to many people, the best player in the world. Dame Lillard is up there. The rest of them ain't really American. The best of the best who haven't showed up are LeBron and Steph, and who else? Giannis. Giannis is Greek, dude. How can he fucking play for I'm, America? I'm just saying, we're not sending our best. Well, we can't saying. send Giannis. So, so is this part of the players. NBA's fault? Say what? Is it part of the NBA's fault? For what? They're going out trying to find cheap players. And they're going overseas, finding guys. They're like, oh, yeah, we can develop this dude, develop this dude. Making them nice. Making them nice and then kicking them back you home. Is this, it is. is this what we did with uh, like production in America? We're like, all right, let's import it. Give all the money. Make, uh, make it pop over there. And then they're going to become a superpower. Now, That's what still, we did with China. You still got to be the best. You know whose fault That's it is. That's what we do with Australian actors. We just started hiring all these Australian actors that had all this experience. Yeah, they're cheap. They're easy. They're cheap, yeah. but they have a ton of experience because they're doing soap operas out there. Thor, right? The other guy that played the fucking new Terminator. Hemsworth, Hemsworth All the Hemsworths and everything like that. They're cheap, but they got tons of experience. They're handsome as fuck. And we get them over here. We get them to be in our little, uh, you know, uh, our established franchises where you don't really need a star. And then they start taking the American jobs. And that's exactly what's happening, bro. This is amazing. If we lose right now, I'm going full QAnon. <laughs> if America loses, if America loses, yeah. if America loses, I mean this sincerely. If America loses, mm -hmm. if we lose, we're storming the Capitol. <laughs> that will be justifiable. We should storm the Capitol if America loses in the Olympics in basketball. How are you? How are you dressing up? Huh? How are you going to dress up for the storm? Viking helmet? I'm not going Viking, dude. I'm not going Viking. I'm going like? soldier, Doc. Oh, I'm going cool. soldier. I'm going to go soldier. But who are you mad at? Like, if, yeah, who if are you? Mad they at? stormed to Biden. This is weakness. <laughs> this is weakness. You think Trump would have let the fucking American U.S. team lose in the Olympics? Yeah. Yeah, it's your goddamn mind. Well, bro. They don't like him. So he would have been like, that's what they get. They're not good. Nah, he would have found a way. He would have found a way. Yeah. <laughs> he would have found a way, dog. I'll be honest. You think Hillary would have let that shit happen? No. No. That bitch is a war hawk. Obama, Obama would Ob join, get on the Obama court. Obama would have joined, hundred uh, percent. Obama would have gotten on the court. Biden's weak, bro. He's he would have subbed in. He would have flown we to Tokyo. We could use Obama. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bill Clinton would have been out there smashing their wives, <laughs> just sitting in the stands, smelling his fucking fingers. Hey, France. Yeah, mental games, mental games. Mm, that's a nice brie. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's a nice old brie. Your wife has a nice old brie. She was back in the hotel bed, single bed, made out of cardboard, broken. Uh. Uh. <laughs> okay, for real, dude. We need to go the extra mile. What's yeah. Kamala willing to do? What's Kamala yeah. willing to do? Weaken those knees, Kamala. Yeah, a lot of people worried about players, her. The players, not yeah. yours. <laughs> <laughs> what? A lot, of, a lot of people worried about her becoming president. I think we need it. We yeah. need it. Yeah, yeah we got to put her in there. Come oh, on. What are you do, to willing to do for this country? What sacrifice are you willing to make? Now, what, the what first are, lady was out there. Who? Who? Uh, uh, Jill? Doctor, yeah, Jill Biden. Jill before, Biden was out there? But for the swimmers, though. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't need it in the swimming. Oh yeah, yeah. We shouldn't need it for the basketball. Nah, we do though. It's fucking embarrassing. Now, my question no, for you, Andrew. You need mommy there to watch you play. Andrew, what are you gonna do for your country? Mm. What am I gonna do for oh, my country? Shit. You lacing them up? I'll lace them up. You I'll go out there and play. I can beat a Frenchman in basketball. <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah. We're not talking about a cock smoking contest yeah, here. Drew, Drew We're talking Mark about D basketball. Right now, 1v1, I could beat and literally. I don't think there's a French person on this planet that could beat me in basketball. And when I mean French. I'm not talking about not, black yeah, guys. You're not talking about okay. the black ones. <laughs> Rudy Gobert? Huh? You're trying to say Rudy he's Gobert? Black. No, he's, he's black. black. Tony Parker? He's black. black. He didn't even know who those guys were. I know, no, right? He didn't. No, nah, I knew <laughs> who they were, though. I knew who they were. But dude, why, why can't you do, go against a black yeah. guy? Huh? Because they're not you go French. Against a black guy? They're, well, they are French, but, yeah, but yeah. not for the sake. Yeah, uh, yeah, not for the nah. sake of argument. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 weird, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, those are, those they are French, French, and your yeah. race does not determine your <laughs> identity and yada, yada, yada. Nah, those are French men, bro. Those are French men. Yeah. That's what you want them to be, huh? Nah, they are. Remember what you were saying about black people after Mbop uh, missed that shot? You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Remember that? You didn't even look yeah. out in the eyes. For my, my black You didn't out. even look at, No, you didn't black out. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely didn't black out, that's for sure. No, you wouldn't look out in his eyes. Eyes, Doug. But you wouldn't why? look in his eyes because you were furious at blacks. No, I, I was afraid that he was sad. I didn't want to hurt. I didn't want him to be sad. I was a little sad. That's what I'm saying. He was most boned about it. And with England, those black guys, he was sad about them too. I yeah. didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to intimidate him, make him feel mm. bad. I was trying to be a good ally. That's all. Mm. Yeah. Well, it seems like the world's black guys are saving their athleticism for the Olympics because we're getting <laughs> fucking washed right now, okay? But we needed some more performances like the blacks in England and like the blacks in French and fuck this shit up so that we can bring home that gold because anything less is uncivilized. What is yeah, the term? Anything less would be uncivilized. That's anything less would commercial. be uncivilized, okay? Anything else about these Olympics, dude? Evan Fournier? Oh, he's not. Is Gabby? Is Gabby? Yeah, he's black. Evan he's nah, black. He's not. He's black it, enough, dude. His middle he name is. is Mehdi. He's like he's Middle Eastern, I think. Oh, whatever. Okay, he's whatever. He's nah. a Don. He's whatever. He's a Don. <laughs> this is the biggest okay? black guy. There's no amount of Simone Biles medals that can overcome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not winning a gold in basketball. We need Simone Biles. I mean, like. Yeah. So that's need... the question. What if we win the overall medal count? Which yeah, we're right... gonna do that. We're gonna do that. Yeah, it's guaranteed. Right now, we're still trailing. Yeah, but that's because we don't have any of the real races yet. Real what? games. Like, people are doing stupid shit, like Taekwondo, which we won. <laughs> <laughs> we got gold in Taekwondo. Let's go. Yeah, that's far. Dude, it was and pretty like amazing. Skateboarding. And like but this Kai. really is the most obvious, like, this is the most hilarious shit, though. Where the medal count right now, eight golds mm -hmm. is Japan. They're leading in terms of perfection, yeah. but, but not overall medals. Yeah. Overall medals is China with 18. Goddamn. Jeez. And then America is kind of right in the middle of them. Where we got 14. We're trailing How golds. Many golds. We're trailing golds by one. We have seven. Japan has eight. China has six. Have the black sports started yet? I, uh, I don't think the track and field stuff has started. Okay. Because that's where we start to come through. China, son. I'm I know, I'm dude. But then we whoop that ass when it comes to track. They're winning field. like yeah, weightlifting. Yeah. They're winning like, like son, that's where most of the medals are. Yeah. Son. No, they're nice weightlifters. Weight they're all the son? best Olympic weightlifters are all Why? Chinese. Because they're training, dog. Uh, There's something that has to, I think it's like stockiness. Like they're like kind of shorter. The weights don't have to travel as long of a distance. Uh, like legs are shorter. They're yeah. kind of built for it. Yeah, you go yeah, critical yeah, race yeah, theory yeah. over here. Say again. <laughs> you go critical race theory over yeah, here. Yeah, that was a critical race theory that you yeah, just did. In a good way or a bad. Technically, way. it was critical, and it was a race theory. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was critical race yeah, theory right exactly. there. You said that they're built for picking rice out of the patties. Yeah. You did say that. You didn't say it, but you said it. You reached down. Yeah. You tried to roll something into a little ball yeah. and throw a little salmon on top of it. And there's it. a and basket. You throw racist. it over your head. I wonder if there's a way that you know. What? Generationally, it contributes. 
They're throwing uh, weight over their head all day. Like you don't think like ooh. generations of work wow. is going to turn them into great yeah, power lifters? Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy's real critical race theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are real critical race yeah, theory. Boy, why CRT, is that critical? boy. Yeah, that was. Yeah, dude, the you're, guy, dude, you're overstepping a little bro, bit. Bro, Indian dude. farmers, bro, they don't do whoa, shit. Whoa, they don't whoa, do shit, and they're the worst whoa. athletes. Is that weird? If you, have a, if you have a history of generational farming, I think you're a good athlete. Listen, you're going up a little bit. the best athletes that were first for the farm. This is a radioactive conversation. What right is now. consent, guys? I don't know how to play guys? part of this, dude. Yeah. yeah. What this is, is consent? This is just, wild boy right here. You're How's a wild, wild boy. You're just going to have like a critical race theory conversation that's on a podcast? Crazy, like, that's, that's fucking crazy. nuts, dude. Chill out, dude. Mark. Canada's the worst athletes oh ever. They don't have any oh shit, dude. They're not farming Whoa. in Canada. Oh my That's god! That's critical race theory, bro. <laughs> oh my god, wow. man! An OAN news anchor just <laughs> sliced their fucking throat listening to you talk about this. <laughs> this is nuts, dude. I don't know what side you're putting me on. Me neither. <laughs> it's fucking critical race theory, bro. It yeah. is a topic that's like really tough to talk about. Okay, <laughs> that nobody really understands what it is. But they're trying to make the next controversy, so we got to keep on repeating it in the news. Yeah, 100%. critical race theory, bro. Critical, yeah. Oh my god, it okay. is critical. Let's talk about something else, like very quickly. I keep seeing his waifu's ass, and I'm like, yeah, the that's a nice ass. The ass is crazy, dog. That shit. Yeah, oh, yeah she I'm got the fat, high set ass. Drinking out of this cup, getting fucking bricked up right now. Hell's bro. yeah, bro. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> my favorite expression. Oh yeah. Did Jack Harlow is is a king. He said that he gets bricked up watching uh, claymation. <laughs> the in the Rudolph claymation, there's a female deer. He goes, yeah. "Man, I used to get bricked up watching that shit," <laughs> and I cannot stop laughing every time I hear "bricked up," bro. <laughs> bricked up. All right, guys, we're gonna take a break for a second because uh, we need to save your asses some money. Okay, tis the season to grill, chill, and see if you're overpaying for home and auto insurance. Policy Genius is a free and easy way to look for cash savings that you might be missing out on. I don't want you to miss out on a single bit of savings, okay? There are ways where you can get money. Matter of fact, Policy Genius is going to be getting the money for you. See, Policy Genius makes it easy to compare home and auto insurance in one place. They can help you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price, which is what you'd want, right? You'd want to save some money. They've saved customers on average $1,250 per year over what they were paying for home and auto insurance. Their team will handle the paperwork to set you up with a new policy or switch you over from your current one. Getting started is easy. All you got to do is head to policygenius.com, answer a few questions about yourself and your property, then Policy Genius takes it from there. They'll compare rates from America's top insurers, from Progressive to Allstate, to find your lowest quotes, okay? The Policy Genius team can look for ways to save you more, including bundling your home and auto policies. If they find a better rate than what you're paying now, they're going to switch you over for how much? Free. That's right. Their top-notch services have earned Policy Genius thousands of five-star reviews across Trustpilot and Google. So head to Policy Genius. So head to PolicyGenius.com. Keep that in, Miles. I want to sound stupid. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. And let's get back to the show. Depending on when, what part of the episode this is on. Did he get bricked up watching that fucking Little Nas X video? Did he get bricked yeah. up, or did I? Did he? Um, I don't know. I didn't ask him, but uh, <laughs> I was certainly bricked the fuck up watching that shit, dude. You build a house, yeah. bro. Hell yeah, dude. I Ricks. love that, dude. Bricked yeah. up, dude. Amazing video. 
Say what? Amazing video. It was good. Yeah. Do you watch the whole thing? Yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing. Really? Yeah. I didn't know either. Homophobes, huh? Yeah, I'm homophobic, dude. <laughs> I'm homophobic for not watching the whole video. Huh. No, uh, I watched Jack Harlow's verse. That shit was fire, and I watched them naked in the bathroom, swanging dangins. <laughs> swanging swang and dangins. Yeah, like dog. <laughs> swanging dangins, bro. It was crazy out there. Nah, he's an innovator, though. Who? Yeah, he really I, is. I've never seen a naked choreographed group dance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's why he's so innovative. Nah, but, he is. Uh, he is I mean, no. Most group dancing is like almost naked, but uh, but I think he's absolutely brilliant because like he's used outrage marketing perfectly because he's yeah. on the right side of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So like, outrage marketing is the most effective type of marketing. It brings you to the top the fastest, right? You galvanize groups of people, but you just gotta hope that the outrage against you doesn't position you in a way that you don't want to be positioned, mm-hmm. right? So like, clearly, he's in the good graces of uh, the people who um, I don't want to say like are on the right side of history, but like he's basically going, Hey, I'm gay. And then there are people absolutely furious about it. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to fold it into like religious context. We're like, well, I don't care. If he's gay, but like that Satan stuff has got to stop. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, so he, motherfucker, he, shut the fuck. I, where's this energy when Hellboy come out? <laughs> when Hellboy 2 comes out I don't see you at the movie theater Picking it yeah, I don't see funny. you doing Instagram videos And my kids are gonna see this movie yeah, they have a show on ABC Called Lucifer No <laughs> Yeah no issue it's with like that It's the That's... number one show on Netflix Isn't it Yeah Yeah, yeah. they posted the old seasons On Netflix yeah. That shit yeah. blew the fuck up So it's like cut that shit out You know it's a smoke screen To just make, To be angry at this guy For basically being gay yep. You know what it is mm-hmm. And uh, he's used their outrage To propel his shit to the top And it's fucking brilliant Yeah I yeah. thought he did a good job With like trying to leverage The sneaker thing yeah. into, like, into the jail thing yeah. Like he turned that controversy Knew that there was a lawsuit happening Didn't let the lawsuit like get him off So he was like Oh I'm gonna make TikToks Leading up into it brilliant. That all go viral That lead into brilliant. the video Like just strategically It just works so, just so effectively it he's, he's, it's, it's great And he's right He's on the right side the outrage is wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of times there's outrage with gray area. You know, if we want to do like uh, offensive jokes, right? There are yeah. going to be people saying that uh, our jokes are just um, a veil for racism or sexism, that we actually really feel racist and sexist. And that's what these jokes are there for. So now we get positioned as like racist or sexist or homophobic or whatever it is. And then we have to push back against that. But the conversation is convoluted. But these people just like, being gay is wrong. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, it's fun. <laughs> right? So yeah. it's like there's no pushback to his side whatsoever. Yeah. Unless you hate gay people. And now in 2021, the fuck is wrong with you for saying you hate gay people? Yeah. yeah. It's I'm, genius. I'm curious to know what his next pivot is, though. Because, like, eventually I think he's going to realize, like, okay, this thing is not getting as much outrage as it normally gets. Yes. So, like, he'll go at some award show and, like, kiss a guy and he'll be like, all right, this is not getting the reaction. Mm. And so I'm wondering if he's going to try to pivot like the way Lady Gaga pivoted, where she was like this outrageous icon, like a gay icon also, mm. that then got into like serious acting and got into like more like artsy stuff and moved away from like the outrageous thing. Yeah. Yes. I'm curious to know if he gets into like movies or TV 100%. and like if yeah, how his rebrand goes, will be. Yeah, I think he just goes mainstream enough that he doesn't need the outrage. It's, it's tricky when you're a gay dude. And uh, I don't know what part of the episode this is in right now, but we'll probably have this conversation either before and this is sounding redundant or after. And you'll understand why in a second uh, or in a few minutes. But like as a gay dude, what often happens is like people can't make that transition. Like a gay guy doesn't play a straight guy in movies. Right. Like uh, Neil Patrick Harris was on like one of the most successful sitcoms. Right. 
comes out of the closet and then he's got to be like weird things. Like gay guys can play weird characters. They can play like a like a what, what is that thing? Um, uh, the show he was on on Netflix. Uh, oh, series of unfortunate events. What is the guy's oh, name? Oh, yeah, Lemony Snicket. Yeah. So, yeah, so they'll end up playing these, like, weird characters. So mm -hmm. if it is straight, it's almost, like, not sexualized at all. So he was a Lemony Snicket, a series of unfortunate events or whatever the yeah. fuck it is. And, like, but you won't just see him being, like, a hero in a movie. It'll right. have to be either a gay person or something odd, uh, right. cartoonish, right. you know? So I wonder what Lil Nas X ends up being. Because he's not going to play straight characters, and the gay characters aren't nah. going to be like the leads in the movie. I think I think he can play whatever. But name someone who has done it. I think he'll be the one to do can it. Can we look up when Neil Patrick Harris? Okay, so I think he has a star power and has like the there's a enough of a financial incentive and like a social reckoning that I think he could. That's possible. Play whatever. But also, I it think needs to be re recognized that he would break the mold. The yeah. mold is set where that doesn't happen. Which is his thing. So I think it would be on brand for him to be like, yo, I want to be a superhero that's straight or gay or not even like sexually ambiguous, whatever. Yes. And that'll be a groundbreaking thing. And then the, he will be able to position that in like this socially active way with the way he's done with everything. Yeah. I, and he's famous enough that when he starts doing movies, it's yeah. just going to be Lil Nas X in a movie. He's not going to be like a thespian. It's mm. not going to matter what role he's playing. It's just, right. oh, Lil Nas X is in a movie being Lil Nas X. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Method Man can act, but he Method Man. If we're, I guess if we're comparing Lil Gaga, uh, Lil Gaga Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga to Lil Nas X, Lady Gaga became a thespian, right? She became like an actress. I remember, well, the only yeah. member of the movie I remember her from, she played a singer. She did a good job and she acted well, but she was still a singer. Sure, but like, she's not the type of singer that she is. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like Eminem played himself, even though it wasn't Eminem. Yeah. Like, it was like the same character. Right. Whereas like, this woman... Like, Lady Gaga's walking around with fucking slabs of meat all over her, right. like, being, like, a weirdo. Yeah. And then she all of a sudden plays, like, a normal person that's a singer, yeah. you know? So I would love to see that happen for Lil Nas X, but it would be something that breaks the mold. Yeah. 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 But he also might be too radioactive with everything that he's done thus far, as far as, like, enraging the middle of the country that are like, fuck him. And then the movie studios might go, eh, we kind of like it when the middle of the country goes out to the movies and watches yeah. our shit. So yeah. why are we going to piss them off by putting you in it for five lines in the movie? Is it worth putting him in Transformers? Fuck no. Mm. To the movie theater. The, it might, it may or may not be, studio. but I think they're going to have to have that conversation. Yeah. But I could see him breaking through. That'd be interesting. Mm. He's a smart guy. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, what else we got going on, man? Uh, oh, I have a theory on crypto real quick. Okay, go. Um, I was thinking about this this week. Crypto is actually the most predictable asset on the planet. How? Because it's not based on anything but human reaction. Mm -hmm. You can create metrics for that human reaction. The only thing that makes it tricky is when outside influence starts affecting it. For example, governments start saying, uh, we're not doing crypto anymore, or like a billionaire starts fucking tweeting about it, etc. Outside of that, I bet you could plot the course of crypto and and judge it based on a greed and risk tolerance. Two graphs of greed and risk tolerance. In other words, when crypto starts to spike, you know, Bitcoin starts to make some more money, what happens is people like me go, oh shit, my friends are getting rich and it's just going up. I don't want everybody to get rich except me. I'm in, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually, crypto goes to a certain point where people go, I've made... 10x, 20x on my money. Shit, I gotta get out before this shit drops. It's gonna get, it's gonna drop. That risk tolerance 
you start to hit a, a, a wall of how much you think you'll be able to gain. Yeah. There will be a, a metric for that. Like my buddy said, like the only graphs he's, he's made like millions of dollars in crypto. He goes, the only graphs I look at are the 200 week average of, of Bitcoin. That's the only thing I look at. I don't look, I don't read all these other things. There's one thing I fucking look at. And, and basically if you see, I bet you these fucking big hedge funds, these big like crypto companies, I bet you they have all this, these analytics that just go, this is what humans can tolerate this much positive amount. Okay. It's went up this percent in this amount of time. This is when people are going to start to get nervous again. We're going to sell before that. Then it's going to fucking drop down. It'll drop down 30%, 50%, 75%. Oh, it's down at 75%. The 200 week average is, is it around uh, 25,000 uh, for a Bitcoin or something like that. Ooh, that's low enough where people want to start to get in and it's starting to, uh, to, to increase in its acceleration up. Oh. Here comes another bull market or here comes another, yeah, here comes another bull market. I just think because it doesn't have to deal on like the numbers of the business, you can just invest in it and you don't have to worry about it. Like and because we don't understand that the fear is even stronger. So the fear and greed, greed is when we all hear NFTs, we were all kind of into NFTs. It's like, oh, it seems like everybody's getting rich. I want in. There's the greed. Mm -hmm. We don't understand it. Fear is once it starts to go down, we're all like, man, I knew the shit was too good to be true. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how it works. Yep. Sell all of it. Get the fuck out. Everybody's already laughing at me because I'm losing money. Andrew's already yelling at me because he thinks I cost him money. I'm not selling. I'm going to keep trying to buy. But that shit, it takes a lot of fucking discipline to, in those moments, be like, no, I'm going to be greedy when others are fearful. That's mm -hmm. what they always say. Be greedy when others are fearful. Yeah. Be fearful when others are greedy. That's a hard thing to fight yep. against in human nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I'm curious because, like, I... But real quick, sorry to interrupt. But just the fact that, like, AT&T has to make profit yeah. in order for me to justify the business going up. Yes. Right? If, if at the end of the day, AT&T is losing tons of money, we can make a prediction and think, okay, that stock price yeah. is going down. Because Bitcoin has no value, really, besides what we place on it, yep. it's actually a cleaner investment strategy because you can judge it based on human risk tolerance and human greed, yeah. right? All these other companies have to show some sort of growth or profit. And if they lose... We're looking at them going like, oh, this might not go well. Yeah. Let's say they're not profiting like an Amazon isn't making money, but they're growing exponentially. You can right. be like, okay, yeah. they own this part of the market share. Maybe they're not making money because they keep reinvesting, but now they own 60% and last year they own 40%. Right. I could put my money there and feel safe. Exactly. Bitcoin isn't anything. All it is is our confidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So all it is is our insecurity. Yeah. And as long as you make those metrics based on our confidence and insecurity, which I guarantee these big fucking crypto hedge funds are doing, they can tell, ah, this shit about to go. Yeah. There's a reason why Jim Cramer bought tons of Bitcoin, you know, the yeah. fucking whatever his guy's name is? Yeah. Mad Money. Mad Money, and then sold at 64. Hmm. He sells right before the yeah. shit tanks. Mad Money, Mr. I know everything about the fucking stock market. You don't think he had someone in his ear like, fam, it might be time to go. Hmm. Sells at 64 and a half. But when he gets could, back in, he can buy twice also, as much Bitcoin. It could also be like he's so big and influential when he sold a lot, it created the ball for everybody else to sell. I, I, I Akash can speak more on that. Yeah. I, I do think there's something interesting about the fact that he can kind of, to a level, to a degree, dictate the price of the market. To a degree. Because realistically, there's so many people in so many countries on yep. Bitcoin. One guy saying, I'm selling, even if he has, it makes 50,000 people sell. That's not necessarily going to affect Bitcoin that dramatically. No, but I bet you there's a metric that shows when it is bubbling, right? Yeah. If there's a significant amount of sale in the bubble, 
the risk tolerance becomes yeah. very low because you already know you're making way more than you right. should. Yeah. So if there's a 10% fluctuation when it's already on the bubble, now you're going to see bear market. Yeah. Right? Like all these things have to be worked out. And because it doesn't have to be based on anything besides our human interaction with the asset, it's easier to predict. And I could be completely wrong with everything I, I'm well, saying. Also, I remember we talked like last week, and we I think Neil, your boy, had talked to you about yeah. how like it is very predictable. It always goes down, and then it always rises up. Usually, it drops by ninety percent and then skyrockets. Yeah. The only things that are tricky are the skyrocket is pretty short. Yeah. It's pretty short lived, and also you don't know how long the thing lasts. Yeah. But it's just such a severe cascade because we don't know what the fuck it is, and it's just belief. So belief is really easy to lose. That shit is gonna plummet when it plummets. Because it's like, oh, fuck, everybody's losing belief. I knew this shit was nothing. There's nothing to it. Sell fucking everything. AT&T can't go down like that as long as they're making money every uh-huh. single month. Hey, AT&T, there's proof AT&T is a thing right here. Mm. There's no proof Bitcoin is a thing. Sorry, I cut you, Mark. What were you yeah, saying? Yeah, my only skepticism with that is that, like, the idea of, like, modeling economies, like, for, on, like, a massive scale isn't necessarily contingent on, like, the products in the economy per se. It's just, like, human behavior and, like, trying to map what is going to be the next behavior that someone does. But we're not looking at an entire economy. We're looking at companies. Yeah. And you have to look at Bitcoin like a company. If you were looking at entire economies like GDP and that kind of stuff, that makes sense because that spending is going to translate from AT&T to Verizon or the next cell phone company, Cricket Wireless, yeah. whatever right. the fuck it is. But I'm looking at all the crypto market, all the crypto coins as a market. And like trying to map like human behavior in that way is like extremely complicated. But I just, think, sorry to interrupt, yeah. I think in order to... Uh, I think in order to look at crypto, you got to kind of position yourself within the dominant coins because there's so many coins that are like absolutely meaningless in a game where everything is meaningless. Mm -hmm. You have to like hold on to the thing that has like some pseudo meaning. Whereas if you're just looking at Cardano or all these other things, it's like that's just a parlay. This motherfucker is going, I want to bet $50 and hope I get Mm 5,000. Right. Where I, I don't even see them as like part of the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like my, my suspicion is that I think there are massive like Bitcoin hedge funds that are looking and trying to map it and use analytics to try to get ahead. I I'm my feeling is that the the percentages they're getting are like minor, where mm-hmm. it's like a three percent like better than the average like Bitcoin investor. Like, I think it's like super minimal because in terms of modeling human behavior, humans are like inherently irrational. Like the way they behave with things. Like I will push back a little bit yeah, because AI so. has proven. I, I think with that. I think AI and social media have proven we are way more predictable than we. Yeah, think. Like, like it's really yeah. easy to figure out every human being's psychology. Yeah, and but it's AI like, if one thing that like social media showed us is like we're all the same. Like they literally make subsets. Like you were doing this on Facebook and just getting the data and like, hey, what is a what is an Akash Singh fan? Oh, they're these people. You push a video or push a promo for shows out to them, and then. X amount of them is going to buy a ticket to the show. Like yeah. that's based on predictability of people, not the uniqueness. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing social media showed us is that we're not these little snowflakes. Dude, yeah. it was so specific. I remember somebody, I don't even know if we should keep this or not. It's not anything crazy, but somebody looked at your dad and was like, an Andrew Schultz fan is five times more likely to buy domestic beer or like craft beer, some like very specific mm. thing than the average American. And it's like, how the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you even getting this? Yeah, because we're not liberal cucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. but, uh, to, your, to your point about like the different coins, I think I look at all those other little coins, like the penny stocks. Yeah. Because yes. that's how that market yes. is. It fluctuates crazy. It's a yes. stock market. People just but trying to get in, make a little money, get the fuck out. Yes. It means nothing. Imagine a stock market with no profit and loss. Like Tesla isn't profitable or some shit like that. And people keep saying Amazon wasn't profitable. People keep, keep, keep saying, uh, yeah. you don't believe in it. But like, no, nah, long term. 
this is a good product. Yeah. I believe in this product. Bitcoin, you can say that with, but we're, most of us don't know. We hear other people say it's a good product. Amazon, you can go shop on that bitch and you're like, nah, this works. There's something there. That's why the yeah. swings are so fucking crazy because none of us really understand it. Yeah. I just yeah. be having the well, No, we understand it. There's yeah. just nothing there. It, it, yeah, there's nothing understand to understand. You, you, you keep using the word understand. Like, even if I understood what Bitcoin was and blockchain and all this shit, it's meaningless yeah. unless, unless we decide we it's it. valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Okay. I understand. Right? Because it's not that complex yeah. a thing. Like, obviously, the math in order to, like, build these blockchains is, and I have no way to fucking right. understand that. But in order, in order for us to just go, there's 21 million of these, and that's all there's going to be, and I own some, and some people think it's valuable, okay, that's some value. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the second it starts to dip, it's like, oh, it should dip. It is worthless. Yeah. Like, it's not like we don't feel justified when it dips. Like, yeah. every time it dips, I don't go, how could it? I yeah. go, finally. <laughs> people are realizing this is a sham. Right? And then it goes up 10%, and I'm like, we bet! Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's worthless, but in the sense that, like, if we artificially create meaning and ascribe meaning to it, then it now is meaningless. Or now it has meaning even if it's artificially created. Yes. Like, if we socially construct meaning onto Bitcoin, there could be a point in, in the future where it is meaningful like yes. if it's used as like transactional or like if the fed backs up to bitcoin it now has like intrinsic meaning yeah in the yeah, way yeah. that like gold is like intrinsically valuable no we put meaning on brands all the time right. like clothing brands it's just oftentimes those uh articles of clothing don't fluctuate in price in the same way bitcoin has right right like a shirt that comes out from this like new streetwear brand doesn't skyrocket in value 200 percent over like a few years yeah. that'd be crazy mm. you know I mean, Supreme shirts still cost 50 bucks if you buy it at the Supreme store. Right. Right. It's not like now if you want a Bitcoin, it is 50,000 right. or 33,000. Like if you had to buy a Supreme shirt and it was 50,000 and then all of a sudden the next month people are like Supreme sucks and it went down to like $50, you'd be like, yes, yeah, it should be $50. It's right. a shirt. Yeah. Right. The fuck were people paying 50,000 for? Right. Yeah. You know, like there's still like a baseline price that Supreme dictates for their clothing. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the aftermarket. Mm -hmm. goes crazy the difference with bitcoin is like this is the price now mm -hmm. yeah but that is the aftermarket though as far as like people like the stock x is the bitcoin like coin exchange yes but there is no way to get it at what the bitcoin people believe the value is because all it is is believed value right it's all aftermarket right like like we recognize a shirt is a shirt at the end of the day where bitcoin is like nope i'm bitcoin i'm what y'all think i am yeah. right like i have no identity you're my identity. Right. Yeah, because right. even on StockX, like you see the retail price, and then, and then you uh, see what it's selling for right now. You're like, right. is it worth paying it, this much more percent for something? I see the actual I value. I see it right there. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, I don't know. It's kind of wild, dude. It's a fucking. This is the craziest time we'll yeah. ever see. I think. In, and not for just like economic. Just the the way the internet yeah. changed. Life was so simple before the internet. Yeah. Like never when you were ten or whatever did you think, oh, something might replace the dollar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's not... And what is it going to be? Another country's currency? No, just like a global uh, thing that you can't touch or feel. It's like a, an algorithm. It's like, what the fuck is happening? I don't think it will yeah, replace it. Yeah, I don't think it will. I think it will, will just be an asset. Whether I mean, or not whoever it will, wins Olympic basketball, that is what should replace <laughs> the dollar. Yeah. It might be the euro. Who knows? Yeah. KD? <laughs> KD, back to work. <laughs> Whether or not it will, just the idea that could be a conversation. And we're just seeing all the sand settle right now. Loki, yeah. that would be an incentive. If you say, yo, if you lose, the American dollar is worthless. All your money that you have saved up in American dollars is worthless. Mm. Get to cook him. I mean, I would murder every yeah, one they, of those yeah, guys. They, they come back to America, they're dead. No, I'd be they there with a rifle. They, they would win the rifle. because they have an incentive. They go, I don't want my money to be fucking backed up to the euro. 
Yeah, and if they lose, they're dead. Yeah, exactly. So they yeah. would win. Yeah, I like that. Actually, I like that. Like in countries like Iraq and shit like that. Kick them like, in the gear. Yeah, you lose a soccer match and they just start shooting you. Like you want LeBron and Steph to play? Why didn't Steph play? They're soft, bro. These LeBron guys. LeBron was hurt. LeBron not better hurt. By now. not hurt. LeBron fucking ready to go. But LeBron Steph, tweeting. Steph not even. He didn't even have an injury this year. He had a great uh, year. Yeah, and he's just like, hey, why risk it on something? Does, he already has a goal, right? Did Steph get one? I know Bron has one. I know. Good question. Kawhi, I don't think has one. He no. got hurt though. Okay. My thing is like, if you have one already, fuck it. Why take the risk? Because it's America, dog. Yo, sometimes yeah. you gotta do shit for America. It's bigger than you. Like that's the problem in America right now. Is everybody's so individual? Like we actually got too individual. We got too. Uh, <laughs> we got we got care too much about ourselves, and we care too much about our uniqueness. So how can you care about something bigger than you? Exactly. And what makes humans special is we can care about, fight for things that are bigger than ourselves. Like, we can go risk our lives for people we don't even know. That's what makes human beings special, and that's why we dominate the world. Because yeah. other animals don't know how to do that. But if some believe that there are practices in this country that aren't for them or don't benefit them equally, yeah, you like, could do why both, the fuck Doug. am I going to compete you, for you? you could do both, Doug. I'm just saying. That's what, you gotta I, a look lot at of that people, that's how they became part of the fabric of this country, right? They showed up, and they are like, I want to prove my worth, so I'm going to go fight for this country. Now you can't take that shit away from me. I mean, the Irish were coming over here during the potato famine. They would literally show up on the shore, and then they toss their asses into the fucking war. Here's a uniform. Prove how badly you want to be American. Yep, and then you they know? get back to America, and they not treat it so nicely. Yeah, absolutely. So. And then they became cops, and they're like, well, we can treat you shitty, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We couldn't cops and firemen. Oh, you want us to put the fire out in your building? All right, stop calling me a mick. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's very simple. We'll get into positions of power. It's got to be the least offensive, what, offensive name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just your name, but short. Son, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, a nickname. The Irish people don't know about nicknames. That's, that's yeah. the issue. Kevin McAllister, Home Alone. Yeah. yeah. Somebody McMullen. This is what you'd be called. I don't mm. think the Irish ever cared about, like, uh, bad names or that kind of stuff. Like I that. hope I not, because that's a, that's a great one. Well, actually, that's it's, friendly, it's about as offensive near. as calling someone, like, Ock. Like Akbar? Yeah, like Ahmed, yeah. whatever. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, if, yeah. like, if that guy's like, ah, oh, don't call me Ock. Wait, yeah. why? Why what? No, why is that offensive? Because you're assuming his name is Ahmed when, like, he, like, grew up in America. His name's Dave. He's oh, like, I yeah. thought Ahmed meant, like, uh, my friend or my companion or some shit like that. Oh, in, like, uh, Arabic? Yeah. You think Habibi? Oh, I thought it was that's short for Habibi. I think, I think it's short for Akbar. Oh, see, or I Ahmed, know. yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Oh, but Ak, shit. Yeah, get an Ak to make the chopped cheese. There were some guys, like, Oh, my uh, bad. I thought, that was, I thought that was a friendly way to yeah. say, hey, buddy. But it is friendly. You don't mean anything bad by it, right? And let's be honest. If there's, like, one group of people that share a lot of the same names... It's like, it's well, Muslims, you call him right? A mo, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, like yeah. to assume... He's a mo. If you meet a Muslim <laughs> and you assume their name is Muhammad, you have like a 50% That's chance. That's what offends yeah. me about Ak. Right. It should be flip. Mo. That's That should be the assumption. Yeah, yeah if you... Yeah, exactly. Most, MD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo, MD. If just assuming that if there's one group of people that you can assume their name and it's not racist, yeah. it's, it's Muslims. It's the most popular name in the world. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Have you heard that? Like the most popular name in the world is supposed to be Muhammad Wong? Wong, based off of oh, how many the most prevalent there? last name, the most prevalent first name. That's funny. Uh, mm. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's hilarious. You can't draw a picture of Muhammad, but you can name any fucking retarded baby after him, like no question whatsoever, <laughs> right? You draw a picture of Muhammad that's fucked up, but you have this kid who's an absolute dipshit. He's walking around dip with the, shit. he's a fucking doofish dipshit, and he's walking around with the holiest name oh in the world. God. That's crazy, isn't yeah, it? It's a little wild. Like. I know a lot of Mo's not really worthy of the name. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. 
And imagine, okay. imagine your name is Muhammad and yeah. you're not living up to that man. Mm. That's next level, you bro. You don't want it at all. You ain't shit. I don't know a single Jesus that lives up to Jesus neither, nah. bro. When we talk about it, bro, Jesuses, like Latin Jesuses, Jesus, yeah. Yeah. they the worst Catholics, bro. <laughs> the worst. Have y'all met one Jesus that's in the church? I don't think I've actually ever met a Jesus. Never met a Jesus? No, I've never met a Jesus. No, I've never met a Jesus. I met really? a bunch of like Angels and like other shit like that. But never, uh, never oh, a Jesus. Yeah. But it is funny, right? Ain't, there's no like Father Jesus. No. Like you would think that they would kind of push oh, them yeah, in the direction right? of the church, but you never met one priest named Jesus. I don't think they want this shine to be stolen. Ooh. Yeah. Like you're stepping all over our shit. Like we already have a Jesus. Like yeah. give a middle name. Nah, Father Jesus, man, it's all one. The Father, nah. the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Jesus and Jesus. Now two of them actually line up. <laughs> there you go. Nah, I don't think they want the competition. They're like, nah. themselves. Dave's, Peter's, that's fine. All right. Um, what else we got, man? We got a couple other things. These quite interessants. Um, we got the we got Dr. Dre. Oh, this is an important story I want to talk about. Dr. Dre got to pay his wife three hundred k a month for spousal support. Spousal support. They're divorced. Three hundred k a month. The kids are twenty four and twenty or something like that. Like the kids are out the house. It's just three hundred k a month so she can continue living the life that she's accustomed to living. How do you guys feel about that? Hmm. It's tricky with her because she's been around since the jump, right? No. Yep. Yeah, son. Yeah. No, yeah, you nah. have the other girl they made the Lifetime movie about. No. Nah. She ain't getting nothing, bro. That abuse victim got jack shit. She got some beats by Dre. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but no, nah, she was around like from the very beginning. Like He wrote the letter to her, like yeah. that whole thing, right? Yeah, Yeah, she's been around she's, for... She's, I mean, they've been together 24 years or something like that. Like She's been around... She's been around for a while. Just the idea of a monthly payment bothers me. If she wanted half, okay. You get half. You were there. Now we're done. You want out. We're done. Mm -hmm. I don't want to keep paying you. I, even if half is more than what he's paying now, half to me is like, all right, you guys built that together. You could make the argument, whatever. Now but they you're had done. a prenup. And the prenup, this is the agreement in the prenup, yeah. by the way. So it's not like she's getting more than what she deserved. Exactly. I should have prefaced that. So this is the agreement per the prenup. And I'm sure the prenup said something like, uh, even if we do get divorced, you have to maintain my lifestyle up to a certain extent. She was asking for $2 million a month. That's what it was exactly. when she had that initial like $15,000 a month for yeah. laundry or some yeah. dumb shit. No, the charity. $10,000 a month or $100,000 a month for charity. I think Akash goes, bitch, you're charity. Yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah. That's what she was about to say. You charity, bitch. Yeah. yeah. But there's no, that's like her attorneys. Like That's them playing this like legal game. Of, yeah. like, you ask for $2 million, you're going to settle at three hundred k. Yeah. But And basically, I think... Uh, Dr. Dre won the suit, mm -hmm. which makes it go down to two hundred thousand. Okay. Okay. So he's worth so much that three yeah, million a year is. It's not much for him, and it's actually three million a year isn't the craziest settlement I've ever heard of. Just the idea of spousal support. Yeah, it seems wild. You are not my spouse. Yes, yeah, legally wild. we have dissolved that term from yeah. you. Yeah. You want half? All right, we can have the whole Eddie Murphy joke, half, etc. Fine, yeah, but like, yeah, fine, yeah. you guys built that together. I got to keep paying you when you leave. But if that's in the prenup, like, bro, you agreed to something. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the crazy thing. Dre agreed to I think, it, like. I think there's another thing that also goes with it. And I understand your point. Like, I think on some people might be digesting your shit bad because you're basically saying, give her half. Give her half. she was there from the jump. But they had the prenup. So this is the agreement based on you the gotta, prenup. Yeah, that's what you got to do. That's fine. Exactly. So it's fair because that's what they agreed on. Yes. We see, it seems like an egregious amount of money to just give somebody that you're not even fucking or not even... Yeah. with or not even taking care of your kids because they're, I think, 20 and 24, yeah. right? But that being said, 
if you're there from the jump. Yeah. And apparently the. And, uh, uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, but if you're there from the jump and like you gave up your life to support what he was doing and raise the kids. I, I think they deserve it. I know it sounds crazy, but if you give up what your passion is and you give up the thing that can make money for you. Like, if you give up your career, let's say she was going to be a lawyer or some shit, and then they basically had a conversation. She's like, listen, I'm going to take care of these kids, but I need some assurances from you that I'm not going to give up my career and my way of feeding myself, and then if it doesn't work out between us, I'm done. What's interesting about that is I think I agree with you, but you said it so cucky, I, I'm out now. <laughs> I really am just like, what dreams did you have, bitch? What you talking about? You had a $3 million a year, a year dream, bitch? Hey, you could keep dreaming. What I mean, the fuck you talking about? Mm. It wasn't gonna happen. You mm. weren't gonna make it. I wonder if they take be a lawyer. Like, I wonder if they take yeah. the average of like year. the pat. Let's say um, to calculate his income, they That's take like the average of like the last three years. And I think it was just bad timing. Yeah, because if or, you gotta, you gotta if, the year, if the year when that beats by Dre situation happened. His income looks crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. But right now he's back to a normal. Yeah, I'm sure he's still making great money, but not yeah. like that. So if that year was calculated in averaging his income, yeah. but the attorneys know over. that, like the attorneys are doing, like I'm yeah. assuming all the legal shit, like they've been trying to file for divorce for like ten years, yeah, and like they the told them the best time. Yeah, the attorneys are like, wait, put serve the papers on this day, like, hide this money over here, yeah. put this money in a in a charity or this money in a like a what are those things called? Uh, like a foundation or something. Yeah, shell yeah, company, yeah. shell yeah, company, yeah. etc. Like they know. Listen, when you get divorced and you're rich, that should take two years before you even go. Yo, we're getting divorced. Yeah, yeah. Like you're moving so many things around so your wife don't get it. Yeah, and yeah. she's doing shit to try to get what she's got to get. Like yeah. yeah, it's all it's all again. Yeah. And that's why it's kind of wild because I think he accused her of like stealing money. Mm. Remember this yeah. was happening yes. early, and I didn't even think about this early on. Like I'm, a, I'm thinking they're happily married, and all of a sudden she's conniving and trying to like take money out of the accounts and like put it in her account, uh, right? But this whole time, I'm sure she's like, "Oh, this motherfucker think he's gonna hide all our money yeah. before the diver divorce, and then I ain't gonna get shit. Fuck she, you. She I'm gonna hide some money too." She also accused him of moving money around. Oh, she did. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. I didn't see that yeah. because I only look at things through the men's perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're always right. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, and apparently her agreement is in place until she remarries or enters into a new domestic partnership, which she will never do. Further court or in, until f further yeah. order of the court. And that's the other thing that is I do find annoying is you find guys that aren't Dr. Dre income that pay spousal support who the wife will have a live-in boyfriend. And be like, well, I'm not gonna get married because then I lose this free check. Yeah, yeah. So, Bro, you know how much that's she, why I, you know how yeah. much she gotta love a man to not get paid three hundred thousand dollars a month to do nothing. Yeah. Like if you fucking some dude on the side, like you can't make it official, or else yeah. you lose three hundred thousand dollars. He a gotta month. be rich enough right. to say, fuck that, we don't need his money. Yup. Very few guys are that Dre, rich. Dre wants the monthly payment. He doesn't want to give her half. Yes. yes. You give her half, Correct. like he's giving her half a million, half yes. a billion dollars. Mm. Yes. I almost think even then, as a, as a rule, you get half if you're married and spousal support in the thing. Even if it costs the guy more money. Listen, I was actually thinking you make decisions together. She's a part of this. If you got a wife that's like that you trust intellectually, probably that's why you married her. Yeah. All right, let's do this together. Let's build it. We lost it. I know I did more, but let's just get this over with you. That is half. the dumbest thing he's ever said. <laughs> what? This you're, guy you're a numbers man. Yeah, like, no, I know. Three hundred thousand a month instead of half I'm a, a million. Of, I'm not a numbers man. I'm a man of principle. Just clearly, I'm a man of principle. Clearly, so not that's principle stupid. on interest because I'm not that good with money. <laughs> so half of but everything. Principle. 
half of all the investments. It's like you're yo, crazy. take half, yo. We're out. We're done. Half the house. And if you're you if you're that house? rich, you're probably still fine with just half. To be how honest, how do you get half the house? Hey, we sell that. Yeah, well, we gotta, who wants to live in this fucking hateful ass house where we fought the last? <laughs> okay, you know we're talking. You want this shitty ass memories of like say. 40 million or 500 million. I'm not talking about what he should do. I'm saying what the law should be. <laughs> Yo, this guy invests in crypto. He's yeah, a fucking idiot. Fucking dude. Idiot. Like, so like, oh, can I tell you what this guy's crazy. first text was last year, on, last <laughs> night, on the group text about crypto? Somebody <laughs> hit, uh, Bitcoin is booming. And I was like, oh, I just put in yesterday. Thank God. I had to take a month off for wedding. Andrew's first text was it, you guys are all idiots. You guys don't know anything. Or was it, should I buy more? Question mark, question mark, question mark. You. It's just talk. me. It's just me. Oh, yeah. To the yeah. That's all it is. I'm not buying yes. more, bro. I got a wedding to pay for. I got other things that I got to do. But I, I wanted to know what was popping, bro. Yeah, you got I looked at my Coinbase. That shit was green. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then, yep, yep, yep. Open it up, Al. Bitcoin up 12%. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Big time. Mm. Big time. Money. And then I spoke yeah. to my boy Niels yesterday. And like, uh, I don't know, he's more convincing. I just know you know nothing about it. So like when you try to convince me, it doesn't work. See, I didn't bring it up. You brought it up. What do you mean? You do this. We're like, you'll hate some shit, but you will use someone as a conduit to hate it. And then you'll just hate that person without knowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, that's, that's Andrew. <laughs> yeah, that's everything. <laughs> you didn't know that? No, it's just that's so how fun. I live my life. Yeah. But you're you can't against, hate things. You got to hate people. You're not against Bitcoin. I'm, a, I'm not against it. I'm he's not against Akash. He's this against Akash pretending yeah. to know what Bitcoin is. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and Pompliano. <laughs> I'm, I'm against the Pizza Boy and I'm against uh, Akash Singh. <laughs> we gotta have Pomp. Let's, let's yeah, get we're gonna pizza get Pizza Boy, boy back, back on dog. here. Dude. He's gonna defend my, all my hunches. But I don't want to have him back on while this shit is booming, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know no. what I mean. We gotta have him back on when there's a bear market to see if that confidence stays. <laughs> yeah. I need that confidence mm. to be sturdy because yeah. he stopped, you know, tweeting his inspirational tweets and shit when Bitcoin was around twenty nine thousand. <laughs> nah, he yeah. still. Was. Hey, everybody, let's get after it. He nah, still would. There was, wasn't. And any, I knew it was driving it. you crazy. I was like, you must nah, have he wouldn't. Him. His shit would be like. It always goes down and then comes up. <laughs> uh, it, it's up 200% over the last 12 months. Name another asset like that. Like, yeah, no, he definitely did he that too. But he was still doing, let's get after it. And I was like, motherfucker, tweet about crypto. I don't want to hear this fucking... <laughs> yeah, tell people to buy. Yeah, dog. What is like this? me. Hey, let's get up and have uh, motivation. Shut the fuck up, man. Why should I buy? Yeah, need your dough, cock. <laughs> you know what I mean? We want some Bitcoin pizza, pomps. He has to come here with a full pizza next episode. Pompliano, you come here with a full pizza next episode. Okay? Okay. Okay. What else? One more topic. Oh, did you see Nancy or not? Who who was it? Uh Sarah Huckabee Sanders or whatever called it the Trump vaccine. <laughs> she said something like, thank you. The why she had a, a think piece that was like, why I decided to take Donald Trump's vaccine or something like that. And uh liberals were really just like clowning it and making so much fun of her. Why? Why? I mean, yeah, she's I'm, promoting the vaccine. She wa your whole goal is to get the vaccination numbers up. This will, without, without a question, doubt. if Trump gets credit for the vaccine, numbers go up. Bro, they Liberals have already that. been vaccinated. They had this conversation, I think, last week, right? We're like, him if the Trump was president, would more people yes. be vaccinated? Yes. The group of people that are not getting vaccinated are either Trump fans or black people. Yes. So he would at least get the Trump fans. Yep. Black people would double down, not do it at all. Yeah, for sure. Corona would just take out black people, which Trump fans might fucking love. <laughs> like, it might be the ideal situation for the MAGA. For sure. They found a way. Apparently, there was counter arguments to that that I was reading. Some people no. were DMing me saying that, like, Kamala said that if Trump tells us to take it, she isn't going to no, take it. No, I think the full context of the quote was, I will listen if Fauci and science says it, but I won't just listen if Trump says it. Uh, I think that was the full context uh, of it, uh, if uh, I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, uh. 
But okay. who cares who gets credit for it? That's do you want people to not? Do you want people to get vaccinated or not? Biden should Y'all call need to make it a choice. Trump, the Trump vaccine. One hundred percent. Because then if it kills anybody, it's, uh, it's on yeah, Trump. Yeah, it's the Trump vaccine. Uh, yeah, and if everybody takes it, the economy's on you. Yeah. So you get the benefit of the economy, and any bad, it's on Trump. This call, is, yeah, yeah, no brainer. Call the Trump vaccine. Trump vaccine. We're calling it the Trump vaccine. <laughs> I got the Trump vaccine. I got the Trump vaccine. I got two doses. Uh, I was buddy, like, I'm, I'm back. trumped up, dog. <laughs> are you trumped up? Hey, I'm trumped up. Well, I'm for sure, dude. Yo, Trump got Trump? reelected in my body. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I got yo. Uh, they stormed the Capitol as we speak. <laughs> Storming your Capitol. Yes, yeah, antibodies got... filling your blood. Yeah, bro. No Delta over here. Oh, Beat out my fuck, Indian dude. dudes. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know about the the Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Situation. I just think I just think liberals get in their own way a lot. I think both sides do, but like they think they're the smarter side. I think, which is mm. a little annoying. And it's like, how do you not see past your one little hate here? Yeah, it's which just... is. This is a pandemic. Hey, we all got to do what we got to do. You wear fucking masks in a restaurant, but you won't give a guy credit who, let's be honest, the vaccine was released while he was still president. Yeah. It's just a fact. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I think it's, it's never about the issue. It's always about scoring points. Yeah, dude. It's, and, and, and we use these issues, but we don't really care about them. And when I say we, I mean, like, people just in general. It's like, yeah. whatever can serve me, I will use, no matter how hypocritical I am. But it's sad, because people are dying. Like, there's someone that was scared to get the vaccine and died of COVID because they're, and that would have got it if Trump was president. Yeah, they're a fucking idiot. Yeah, that person's, that person's <laughs> Anybody dumb, that but... dies of COVID now that refused to get vaccinated, that's on you, dude. Yeah. You knew what you were doing. But you if know? someone was like, yo, it's the Trump vaccine, like, get vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. And then they would for that, and they're a fucking idiot for yes. only doing it because they yeah, Trump that's on what I'm like, saying. That's yeah. still stupid. I'm not saying they're not stupid, idiot. but oh. I'm saying there's politicians that are trying to score, like, Democrat points when they could be helping people. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Yeah, they don't care about people. They don't fucking care about people. Okay, but when we're talking about vaccinations, the NFL taking a hard line. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Because this is really interesting. They're like, you get vaccinated. If there's an outbreak on your team, your team takes an L. And, and you forfeit game checks. And you forfeit game checks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's like $15,000 a, uh, a, a game or there's, day. I think there's a separate one that's like, I have to find the article, but I think it's like $15,000 if you test positive and you are not uh, vaccinated, fifteen thousand dollars a day. You miss for practice. You yeah. get fined. Yeah, uh, you might get fined just for being unvaccinated. I also heard vaccinated and unvaccinated players can't fly on the same plane. So if you're unvaccinated, you're not flying on the team plane to games. I don't know if you got to pay for it out of your own pocket or what. So you're just gonna have a coach's plane and a player's plane. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically. Dude, happen? there's a coach for the Vikings who sat out. This he's just sitting out. He's not coaching this whole year because they want him to get the vaccine. Wow. And he refuses to do it. I mean, I get the NFL's perspective because, like, you're fucking up our money. Like, yeah, yeah we don't care of who gives a fuck. What's funny is NFL players are now like, no, this is about my health. And it's like, dude, you're playing a game that kills you. <laughs> Literally, you're getting brain damage every single every second. Week. And you know that. And yeah. everybody knows that. And they're like, hey, man, that's what it is. Yeah. But the vaccine, you're drawing a hard line. Mm. You have 12 concussions every year. Yeah, <laughs> it's really interesting. And I like the fact that, like, the NFL is basically saying this is not about health. It is about money. Yeah. Because there's one game a week. Let's be honest. If yeah. an NFL game is canceled, yeah. that is tens of millions of dollars yeah yeah right they cannot literally afford it's not like the nba with the bubble they yeah. cannot literally afford to lose one of the what is it 17, 17 games now? 17 games they right. can't afford it yeah like so the only way that they can safeguard uh against that monumental loss of cash is to take a super hard line about vaccinations yeah yeah wow but dude. my question is if you get the vaccine and you get COVID, what happens to you then? Uh, you don't get the loss in yeah, fines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You yeah. got, you're not getting punished. It's for unvaccinated people. Even though yeah. the outcome is the same. Outcome well, it's not the same s- because uh, we'll go. go I ahead. was saying the outcome isn't the same because, um, oh, I understand what you're saying. You can't play with it. Yeah, but you took the preventable measure trying to avoid it, and it just yeah. happened. That's unfortunate. If you yeah. didn't do that, if you yeah. didn't go through that, and you got the whole team sick, fuck you. Right. You mm. made a choice that affected a lot of people besides yourself, yeah. and it should cost you money. Because you are playing a game for money. This is a business. And if you've made a choice already, I'm going to shorten my life for tens of millions of dollars. It is a little weird to me that you're going to say, well, I won't get this vaccine. Because yeah. I don't know what it'll do. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what CTE does, man? You're killing your fucking family. <laughs> not with a disease. You're not yeah, having yeah. a three-armed baby. You're shooting them in the fucking head yeah. and then shooting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You made that choice. But the shot that I don't know what it'll do, it's just odd. Yeah. Odd yeah. choice. Yeah. I'm curious if they just test for it forever, though. Like, are they going to test for COVID just for... Indefinitely? Indefinitely. Yeah, maybe. Businesses might have to. It, again, it's a business. If you, if you don't get the vaccine and you die, whatever. In the same way, you're going to feel if I have a baby that's fucked up and you think it's because of the vaccine, okay, we made our choices. But if it's a business, we have to keep the business running. Mm-hmm. This isn't about your health. This is about financial health. Um, did you guys see any clips from Rolling Loud? I yeah. saw a few. Okay. Uh, what stood out? Coyla Ray was the one that I saw getting tweeted about a lot. That was pretty funny. Okay, why, why, why? Because why? she is performing to a deafening silence. Nobody gave a fuck. Nobody man. moving. There's a couple people, you look at the video, like filming and shit. Yeah, yeah. It is dead quiet. Shifty started laughing as soon as I brought it up. Yeah. I've never seen anybody bomb with this much confidence in my life. Yeah. I don't know. I get it, though. Like, there's, there was a few performances that, like, weren't great, where they were like, oh, yeah, they kind of bombed. Who, 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 who? I heard, like, Kodak's wasn't amazing. Uh, I heard his was great. Well, Academics yeah. was like posting about it, being like they were turned up, but like he wasn't that good. Mm. And I don't know. There's just like random things, but I'm I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, these guys haven't performed in years, like mm. literally in two years. Some of them got famous in the pandemic. Yeah, never did a live performance, mm. and then now they're thrust on this massive stage with thousands of people, and they're like, all right, go entertain them. Like performance and rapping are two very different things. Yeah, that like you don't necessarily have the intrinsic skill to like run a room of people and control a whole stadium just because yeah. you're able to write words that rhyme. Mm. Yeah. I don't know because I think music is such a like it's such a movement based thing. You hear music, you start moving. Mm-hmm. Comedy, I gotta wait and hear all your words, and then there's a punchline. You said something once that said like I think you said music is almost like a virus, like it just spreads and you can't help it. Yeah, and you, yeah. just, you just get this feeling and you just start moving. To be dead silent and still while music is going on, you almost make a conscious choice. Fuck this person. Hmm. I think that rap is actually the hardest uh, music to perform. Live, yeah, yeah. Live rap is rough. Mm-hmm. And you know what taught me that was uh, watching karaoke. Huh. Watching somebody sing karaoke. If you sing beautifully, you don't even have to move. Like Adele doesn't need to move. She yeah. just gets to stand there. You don't got to dance. You don't got like the worse you are at singing, the more you got to need the theatrics. Like yeah. Yeah. Britney need fifteen backup dancers. She's doing backflips, all this other shit. Adele just stands there yeah. and just breathes. And sings, and the pipes are so crazy that you're just completely enthralled, right? Yeah. Um, Whitney, another one. Like, Whitney, I guess, could move, but at a certain point in time, it's like, sweetheart, just stand right there and sing that shit. We yeah. will sit Her here. Her national anthem performance just stood there. It was amazing. Yeah, it just affects you. It penetrates. Yeah. Rap doesn't do it. 
The thing about rap that's interesting is actually what you're saying. Like, yes, there is a melody and there is like a rhythm to it and you get caught up in the beat and the bounce, but the words mean something to the person, right? Like, mm. you get to live vicariously through that person. Even if you're not a gangster, even if you get no bitches, like, saying you get bitches is dope and you feel it, you want to rap with them, right? So one, if you don't know the lyrics to a rapper, it's toast. Like, if you karaoke a rap song that nobody knows in a karaoke bar, nobody sing along to that oh, shit. Yeah. Mm. It's absolutely useless. So I think the skill of performing to what Mark was saying really comes in handy there. If you know how to move a crowd, really know how to do call and response, really know how to get a crowd active and into the small parts of the song that they do know, the chorus, or even if they don't know the song, you're just like, left side, when I say this, you go, da, da. right side, when I say this, you da. Now they're engaged, and that takes real fucking skill, man, because mm. rap is boring live, yo. That shit is mind-numbingly boring live. Like, mm, I'm going to give you pushback on that. Okay, go. It's boring to watch a live performance when you're not there. I think uh, everybody who's there at the Rolling The energy live, get caught up in yeah. it? Yeah. Because yeah, when I watch live, live rap, they sound nothing like their track. Like they they're like screaming the fucking voice, and they and don't like, sound anything like track. But you're still having an amazing time. Really, you're having an amazing time because everybody around you knows the lyrics. We're vibing out. Like this is our song that we played alone in our room a bunch of times. Now a bunch of people I'm surrounded by all know the fucking lyrics. Like I'm vibing more with the people in the crowd than I am actually with the artists. So I think it's like when you're there, it's way different than like we're watching clips of it. So it's hard to really gauge how impactful the performances were. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Okay, you were saying? I was going to say that that's a fair point. Also, if we can all agree, typically rap is the hardest to perform live. Maybe it's the worst live, whatever, generally speaking. That means people have accepted that and they'll still vibe out and they'll still rock out and have the time of their lives. So when someone goes out there and nobody gives a fuck, hey. it's almost more, of a, more damning that it's like, yeah. nah. We'll, yeah. fuck, we'll fuck with a lot of bad live music. I'm not doing this. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Like, there are certain songs from a band that, again, if you have an amazing voice, I can tolerate. Yeah. I'd be like, wow, that's fire. With rap, honestly, it's not even the bars, because I might not even understand what you're saying for the first time I hear the rap, especially live. It's yeah. not crisp, but it's got to be the beat. Yeah. Like, remember when we were watching fucking... Um, the Baby. The baby and uh, uh, Schoolboy school school Q. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You didn't know a single song prior to watching that, but, but yeah, that but shit. that's like the whole. That's why rap is so seductive to me because like it's less about necessarily what you're saying, but it's like attitude and mm. like energy and demeanor and like mm. swag. Obviously, mm. like but but for show. me, it was like Schoolboy Q. He didn't have much swag and like it. It was more just nah, like he was kind of swaggy. Say what? He was kind of swaggy. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. I, like I'll be honest. He was a really good dancer. I was shocked at his like his dancing ability. I, th I was like, oh, wow, this guy can actually move? Mm. Like, he was hitting mm. some shit, and I was like, oh, this is surprising. Mm. I, uh, but uh, but the beats were crazy, dude. And maybe it's because <laughs> I was high, but it was crazy, He's talking about like, the beats for weeks. Right like, the beats were insane. <laughs> but that's, I'm saying, that's And then the, the baby's beats I'm weren't that good. Remember? I, I feel the audience was turning up more for him. Only you were turning up more for Schoolboy so School Q's beats were crazy, <laughs> dog. I think whoever just, produced those beats, beats bro. that's the greatest producer in history, whoever made beats. those beats, dog. The beats were crazy. It was unbelievable, those beats. What, what did you enjoy about the performance? 
the beats, bro. The, the <laughs> yeah. beats were fucking insane. Yeah. Bro. Crazy beats, bro. It was it was amazing. But I think they were like at peak high <laughs> during yeah. schoolboy yeah. Q. Yeah. And they're starting to come down for the baby. So they man didn't enjoy the it that much. Man, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the man of the year. Yeah. That's me. I'm that part? No, I was like, it's you. Yeah. I was like, whoever made this beat is the man of the year, bro. Man of the year. Yeah. But yeah, nah, rap live is great. It depends, dog. I, it needs more. Like, Jay-Z brings out the whole orchestra for a reason. Because just listen. It, what are it, you talking about? You, you ever been to a Jay-Z concert? Yes, It's just him and usually Memphis Bleak on stage. Nobody nah, else. You, you've clearly never been to a Jay-Z What are you talking about? I've been to, <laughs> like, clear, five Jay-Z concerts. Yeah, you clearly you? have never seen Jay-Z live. Jay-Z travels with the whole Rock Nation yeah. orchestra. You it's there crazy. every single show. You know it's that, you've bro. never seen Jay-Z live. He doesn't Jay-Z know one Jay-Z, Jay-Z lyric. No you've never seen Jay-Z You have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Did you go to when he was at the Barclays? When he headlined those shows? Clearly you didn't. Not at the Barclays. Of course you didn't. You're not a fan. You saw him at, like, 40 He never goes to Barclays. He rapped one song over, like, it played on a fucking about speakers. the garden. Yeah, you know, he only goes counts. to the garden. Yeah, like, the you garden. Went to Wait, did you go there for Justin Timberlake? Who'd you go there for? Yeah, you nah, probably nah, went for JT. It was you just went for the, JT. No, the Black Album. What? The tour he did for Black Album. No, so I went did. to that one. I went to you the tour he did for and Lil Baby and Jay Z are the same to him. Same I was like, he doesn't even know. He doesn't know the words. Al goes, Yo, Lil Baby is our artist. He starts going, Al is saying Black Al. That's our artist. That's that's the people who we resonate with. Like, y'all don't really understand him. You don't understand how long with the Black Album? I go, I go, Al. Name one lyric from Lil Baby. He couldn't name one lyric. He could name a line, but he couldn't name what rhyme. Yo, couldn't couldn't name one Shifty. full lyric. Son. Shifty, what's a you got Lil a little baby, baby bar? Bitch, I'm a baby. I said that. No, you didn't. Yes, I did no, you that. Didn't. I said that yeah, one. Yeah, you did. I knew that one. <laughs> I said that one. I knew that one. I know more little baby lyrics than yeah. you. All right, go. Wham, wham, wham. Bitch, I'm a baby. <laughs> no, we said that. Next. No, you never said that now one. we said that. Little Next. baby, little baby, little baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Atlanta. <laughs> I'm from Atlanta. I don't got no tattoos. <laughs> what? I don't got tattoos. I'm I don't from got Atlanta. tattoos. I got no tattoos. I'm from Atlanta. <laughs> Yo, for real. Mm-hmm. You lied about that. And you're lying about Jay-Z. You've never been to a Jay-Z No, I can believe he went to the Black Album Tour. That was the last time he probably felt black was 15 years ago. (laughs) I think that was it. You just said done. Game over. That's it. Done. Went to one tour. I honestly, I think now if you would know that Jay-Z travels with the Rock Nation Orchestra. (laughs) You're so stupid. Like... Google it. Look he's, it up. Like, he's like known for actually being a great performer because he controls the stage. He he fucking makes eye contact at people. Like he'll call somebody's out all the way in the back, what they're wearing and shit like that. It's a fucking amazing he's actually, show that he bro, does. Rap is fire live, bro. He's like actually, yeah, just, you're just crazy. straight down minimal, like Yeah, he's actually uh he's actually an excellent performer. <laughs> he's low energy. <laughs> But he commands the stage really commands well stage. for having low energy. Yeah. It sounds impressive. like his songs. Yeah. It's actually it's actually really impressive. Hmm. But that being said, you've never been to it live, so you wouldn't <laughs> know. Dead. Only yeah. I would know. And he does travel with the full orchestra. No, he doesn't. Does he not? I just Google it, yeah. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. You don't have Google You can't cap to me. I'm standing right here, son. Nah. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, so I got trumpets, saxophones, trombones, bro. Yeah, you don't know his see, brass. That's him with the orchestra. That's him every night. <laughs> yeah. Memph Bleak, Rock Nation Orchestra, yeah. Jay Z. <laughs> this guy. So. Yep. <laughs> Yo, dude. Y'all don't know, dog. Y'all really do don't it. know what it's like, uh, man. Did you see any of the clips from Rolling Loud? Uh, what I thought was really interesting is like uh, the little Uzi Vert. Uh, situation. Oh, yeah. What happened? So Lil Uzi Vert uh, did. Uh, uh, Rock Nation said that they weren't streaming his live because you could watch uh, Rolling Loud stream. Right. 
And I think that's all game. I think that's all like building this mystique of Uzi. Uzi is like mystique, yeah. right? Like everything about him is like interesting. Wait, is it a $20 million diamond on his forehead? Is it not? Is he out here doing shows? Is he going to drop an album? Like, does he have a Bugatti worth $3 million that he got fucking wrapped in some weird like anime paint? Like what is going on with this specific yeah. guy? And then you find out, you know, from academics, he's selling 3,000 tickets and that's it when he does shows because people aren't coming down for the shows. So I think everything about Uzi is building this mystique. Yeah. And he's a spectacle. It's a spectacle. Mm-hmm. And he's a really interesting, like an engaging guy yeah. because of it. And he leans into it. Is he straight? Yes, he has a girl, but he leans into like the femme stuff at times. Like you're like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. He'll pull up on a, another rapper with his goons and like they got guns and shit. Like, what, what is this guy? Yeah. And I think this just lends itself to the mystique. I don't think mm-hmm. there's any rule with Rock Nation. Like, we don't stream his music. I think it's literally just, let's build mystique, get people talking about it, and here we are fucking talking about oh, it. I thought it, was a, I thought it was a money situation. Really? I thought he just doesn't have, like, good relations with them, and so they're just like, oh, fuck it, we're not going to fuck with you, and this yeah. is going to hurt you by not streaming. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I mean, there's also, like, doesn't uh, Jay-Z put on a, uh, um, a show? What is his show? Born uh, in America or something uh, like that? Made in America. Made in America. In Philly, yeah. So maybe like, I want to save my streaming thing for Made in America, Philly. You know, Uzi's from Philly. Uh, maybe. maybe yeah. Some, uh, oh, yeah, that would make sense. Maybe. Yeah, that's like a big fucking deal. Philly shuts down for a so little bit. Maybe they do like a big one and then he's one of the headliners and yeah. everybody goes crazy. Mm. And if we starve them out now at Rolling Loud, start the conversation, then it'll be even bigger that he's actually going to be straight. Let's go to a schoolboy Q concert. That's the takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. That fuck, the beats are fire. Just the get some headphones, unreal, man. Bro. It's unbelievable. I'm going to get high. No, no, no just yeah. listen to instrumental. You don't even and when I say that, I mean, I'm smoke CBD in that freeze pipe because yeah. it hurts my lungs otherwise. Yeah. Hit that and freeze pipe yeah. and then put on that goddamn schoolboy Q. And then I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to fucking man of the year. I'm going to have a hammer in here. Man of the year. <laughs> man of the year. Okay. What else? We Gucci? Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, man. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to Flagrant 2. I don't know if this is going in the beginning or the end of the episode, but we had an absolutely eventful episode. We fuck with y'all. We love y'all. We'll see you on Patreon this Friday. Patreon.com slash Flagrant 2. We got to get the fuck up out of here because we got to go to Robbie's wedding. That's why we're dressed so elegantly. Uh, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Subscribe, like, comment, do all that good shit. Uh, it tricks the algorithm and just exposes us more and that's the best way that you can help us obviously word of mouth but also uh, that algorithm don't hurt either so we love y'all we appreciate y'all and we'll see you in a few days peace